Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 276 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. It's Jim here, and Eric is not with me right now, but he'll be joining me in a minute for the books. And yeah, we have four books tonight and some mail. Eric isn't there for the mail either. He He's calling in sick, it seems, is what he's doing, or at least not showing up for work, though he is used to that. But I want to tell everybody, if you want to find us, you can go over to the Twitters and find us at Weird Science DC. And if you follow us, we'll follow you back because that's the way it should be. You can also go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where we are putting out a bunch of retro reviews. We ended up putting up a bunch of stuff that was the Convergence stuff before this week. And then now I am putting up a bunch of Rebirth uh, reviews. Some sort of retro deal from when Rebirth started And we all were having so much fun with the books Oh my lord, when I look at those scores that were going down at Rebirth I could barely even tell it was us, right? Holy moly uh, But you can also go over to our Patreon account at patreon.com slash weirdscience To support us for this podcast If you listen to the Marvel ones, support us for that as well But also get a bunch of shows extra you end up getting now probably about 40 to 50 shows a month because we are doing daily shows we're doing a lot more things as we are stuck indoors not allowed to go out and right now in pennsylvania where we're recording from we're not even allowed to go out without masks now which pretty much people asked me to do before i think you know they, they don't like that means i'm ugly is what i'm saying uh boom boom But yes, we have to do that. So that means I'm going to, once you put too many rules out there, I'm not going to go out because I'm not a guy. And it's not, you know, I don't follow the rules. No, no, I'm afraid of getting yelled at. I don't want to be yelled at because I end up doing something wrong, which every time I go out now, it seems because I am staying in the quarantine. I don't want to go out. I don't want to get sick. I don't want to, if I'm sick, give it to anybody else. But really, I just want this all to end. And the only way it's going to end is we all stay in. So I haven't gone out. So when I go out, I don't know what new rules they have. I, I go to places. Next thing I know, they got painted lines on the floor. People are doing this. Guys are standing on their heads. I don't know what the hell's going on. I go in. I end up, me and Logan go in Chihuahua and end up, you know, going up to the register and I'm told that uh, there's a line. I look, I don't even see anybody in the store. I think that the line started a mile back. That's the social distancing. I said, well, here's my line. Go to hell. There's my line. I leave. I ended up, I ended up leaving pretty much a whole thing at all the all shopping cart because I got embarrassed because they said I wasn't following some stupid rule. I'm out. I'm telling you, that's all I need. I don't, you know, want that. I don't want to get embarrassed. I don't want to need rules. It's nothing with the rule. It's just I don't want to be yelled at. But, yeah, there's a bunch of things over at the Patreon. One of the things we do is a weekly spotlight. And without any new comic books coming out, we're trying to get a little clever with the spotlights and having different things. And this past week, we ended up having a bunch of convergence Things going as the spotlight and what ended up winning was the Green Lantern Parallax Convergence story issues one and two, uh, where you end up having a Kyle Rayner and Parallax Hal Jordan in that. And me and Eric had some fun talking about it. 
Didn't like it as much as when we first read it. Eric uh, actually liked it pretty much when he first read it. Didn't like it as much now, but that's what you, you get with wisdom and age is what you get there. So if you want to go and check out some of the Patreon stuff, you just go over there and you just sign up and you have a grand old time treated uh, as a free trial until the end of this month if you sign up now you will not get charged right away you will only be charged at the beginning of may if you don't like what you hear you just end up quitting and then you'll never be charged that's what you do break my heart but you could at least check out some things and see what we offer there and that would be cool if you would do that and speaking of which there are a bunch of people on the patreon and there's a bunch of people that like to be called the bad asses and the bad asses they get a roll call that's what they get and eric isn't here so i could just relax i don't have to talk and tell stories and things right i'll just get to we have manship t funk optimus prime 99 lone wolf marv lawrence lee niels that niels Oh my good, I'm sorry. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the things that my scrolling is going bad and now I'm not gonna have enough time. My man Rob Lewis, don't need him. Christian Falls, Ken Halleck, Lady Abby, Nick Adams, Mark Jager, Josh Vermillion, Aldrin Stoja, Shonen Jump, Mark, there, boom, Eric G, David Fink, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Reggie Hancock, Cam. Sire, sire, my desire through the wire up your empire is next. Brian from Arkansas, Bill Beer, Admiral Whiskers, Forrest Pauly, Tony Walton, Joey Bercosco, Joseph Watchick, Comic Boom, Rocky, D-Man 3000, All New Dave, Carlos, my man Pete from NYC, Pauly Pete down under eating the Vegemite sandwich, Cellar Dweller, Luis, Ulysses Jones, Akeem, Double Aaron, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Missy T, Ruben. There you go. It's it's Eric that screws me every single time. I know it. I ended up with all that nonsense. I didn't even run out of time. So there you go. But thanks, everybody. Badasses, boom, boom. And everybody in the Get Fresh Coop, beep, boop, who do support us over on the Patreon. We do appreciate it and try to make it worth your while every single day. And that's that. And we're going to get on to the book so you can hear Eric's lovely tones as we go and talk some classic stories. Now, we have waited for far long enough For the part of the podcast we love The meat and the cheese that we crave Oh, Jim, we just want to hear your voice some more And we want to hear all of your scores Ah, yes, here we are with Jim's reviews and Eric's reviews of books that are older. 
classic. They call them. They don't call you classic, and you're older. They do. They call Who? me classic. They look at me when I'm doing something. They're like, "What a class. classic <laughs> clown!" <laughs> like, look at that guy who actually goes out and doesn't have a face mask on. I mean, seriously. Classic. I heard that you have to have face masks on. I ended up putting on my old goalie mask on. I walked around, you know, like Jason. Would that be no, good? No, no, I end up. It's my like problem Jason. is. I said I had the problem where I have been pretty much a social distance warrior. I, I haven't gone out. I've been sick for all this week. And, and at parts, I was having trouble getting out of bed. And I don't know if that was just like from maybe days. being sick or just being, you know, crippling depression. <laughs> I'm not sure. It may have been both. And uh, I will tell people who are on the Patreon that they can guess. They can do a little guessing game. There were two podcasts legitimately I recorded laying in my bed. I ended up pulling all the stuff around and I put the microphone at the edge of my bed where I had like this little shelf thing and actually sat there talking while I was laying on my stomach. And that was how I did it. Classic. I was like John Lennon. I was like John Lennon, how he used to record different ways. I told you, it was like that uh, Russell Brown interview I saw on Conan. That's how I was doing. Yeah. Uh, and Because I needed to do it. Now, in the meantime, I had told you at the end uh, when we got done recording last week that I do a daily show on the Patreon that I do don't want to miss well now i've missed two uh but it was last killing week, me though, last week you didn't want to miss last, it no last week i told you i wasn't going to remember when we ended up and this is no, just me, ta- me and you talking i said i'm not going to do it i need to go to bed i'm not feeling that i ended up doing oh, I saw. It that night well uh two times this week i just couldn't make myself i couldn't get out of bed and i couldn't even lay in bed and do it i was having some problems though i did record some other it was one of those where i had okay i was going to record five things today i'll only record three what should they be so i ended up doing that and i've just not been feeling well and then something today happened which i won't really go into i think i'm going to save that for the jim has issues with his wife podcast and it'll be jim has issues with everything because right now I don't know. I'm pretty high as a kite, Eric, and it's not on my doing. Marijuana is illegal in the state of Pennsylvania, Jim. It is. It is. It is illegal, and I've never smoked marijuana in my life. Though, yes, today I guess you can't say that anymore because of things, circumstances that happened where I opened up my oven and got blasted, and the whole house became hot. What happens over there? I don't either. I said to Tanya every week. You got a new crazy story. What what is this? What is crazier than this? Because what I'll tell everybody is that my son, Ethan, decided that he was going to dry marijuana in our oven while the day was going on. I had no idea. Like people do. Zach, my other son who is in the Marines, can't be around anything like that, comes home, flips out. I can't smell anything, though I smell really bad right now, but I can't smell. Everybody else can smell you. Don't worry. Yeah, really. And I can't, but I can't smell anything. So I don't know what's going on. And I hear something about something in the oven. He's baking this in the oven, Ooh. brownies, whatnot. I go Someone's running to the oven. the oven. I open up the oven. It blasts me because he ended up doing this, fell asleep, like forgot about it. Routine was still like, so, you know, poof. Yeah. So the whole house. Yeah, really. I'm, it's like I went to look why the car wasn't going. And, and like I black ended up white getting a silent the, movie. I'm like Mo in The Little Rascals. You wouldn't understand how great a gag they would have with the tailpipe each week. So I end up going and it just blasts me. And then as it's going, I'm like, yeah, I'm not feeling right. <laughs> Logan's yelling, Dad's high, yelling. They won't go in the house. They're going to get a, a hotel room. Yeah. All you know. hell breaks loose. That's that story. And there's more to it. But I told you. Now, is that worse than this? The other day, 
Now, I, I don't know if you realize this. We're in a we're in a lockdown. There's a quarantine going on. There is a pandemic, as they say. A crisis. And Tanya says to me at about, I don't know, it was about midnight. She was going to go get a pack of cigarettes, you know, because she's been having My some problems. My dad said that too. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the problem is she came back. Oh. But she ends up leaving. And I'm waiting, and she's not coming back. I also, I think I asked her to get me a diet soda. So, yeah, yeah get me a diet Coke. So, she's going to go. And get she's the midnight cravings? Back. Yeah. So, then I end up, no, this wasn't when I was high. Uh, yeah, I ended up saying to her, you know, okay, well, she leaves. About 20 minutes later, she's not back. I message her, where are you? You were just, you know where this is. It's right down the street. So, I'm like, where are you? Well, A plus, that was closed. Uh-huh. So I went to Wawa, and when I came out of Wawa, there was a 15 year old girl who was ODing in the parking lot. So I had Makes to give sense. her CPR. And I just flipped out. I'm like, like a mouth to mouth CPR? That, yes. All we're right. in the middle of a pandemic. I said, you Let are now going to infect all woman of us. I said, who is not only that. Right now yeah. on and, maybe, drugs. and she goes to me, well, she probably doesn't have the, the uh, you know, Corona. I said, well, she what might mean? have the hepatitis, I'm the AIDS. Though. Who knows what she has? In the middle of a pandemic slash crisis, whatever you want to call it at this point in time, she probably no. doesn't have Who do you come up with these ideas? Yeah. Like, well, this is too. Here's the thing when I talk to Tony. Obviously, this woman makes bad decisions. What do we do now? That's what I said. I said, this isn't like you're in the grocery store at, at the afternoon, one thirty in the afternoon, and there's somebody getting groceries and they fell over having a heart attack. Then you might be like, well, no, this is during a lockdown after midnight at Wawa ODing in the parking lot. I mean, really, it's like one plus one equals crazy, AIDS. crazy, <laughs> AIDS. crazy, AIDS. Yeah, hepatitis, whatever. This isn't the time when you start doing that. I said, they, they even have, and she's like, you have to give CPR. I said, no, no you, you don't. don't. I said, I don't. If I, if I saw that certified, stage, she would have a new name. Speed bump is what she would have been. She, but Tanya's like, I almost ran over. I'm like, yeah. oh, there's where you made yeah. your first mistake. You almost did. And then what did. you do is you park and you dial 911. Yeah. Well, they, they ended up coming. The, the uh, ambulance came and got – and the, she, they weren't concerned. They didn't even take my name. I said, first off, they should have because what if they find out this girl yeah. has something? Well, that's the thing. Is actually, we're done. They, they wouldn't tell you that. Yeah, well, we're done. We're done. They should. That's one of the reasons why I stopped being a firefighter when I found out when I was helping Screw people, that. like, you know, the woman who was drunk and, you know, slammed into a pole coming like back yeah, in the bar. Yeah. I went and helped her. Was that she, she bit through her <laughs> lips, so she's bleeding everywhere. And before uh, we could get there, because we were at EMT as well, the neighbors of all around this whole area were coming to help her. And as I'm, you know, taking this woman, you know, holding her neck up, like trying yeah. to brace her, so getting she's her out of the car. Out blood and no, stuff. Oh, you know, yeah. Everywhere. It's gross. And like my, my buddy who was a cop at the time, he's on the other side. And I'm asking her, I'm like, do you do any illicit drugs? No. And he's pulling out needles on the other side. Like, yeah, yeah, are you yeah, on any yeah. medication? No. no. And he's pulling out freaking, <laughs> you know, weird stuff that I don't I'm like. Oh, yeah. And the whole yeah. thing is, and that's, I, I talked to the cops about this whole situation. Should we go and alert these people? And this is what I found out. No, you can't do that legally. You cannot, you know, give this person's information away. I wonder if that's away. changed since now because of been, things you know, like this. Over 10 you know, years at this point. So I'm so. saying because of things like this and, and people even getting in trouble now for going, if you spit in somebody's face now, you could, you could get in big you trouble. You should always be in big trouble in my mind. What, when you spit in somebody's yeah, face? I better do stop that. doing that then. I better stop. But also, I end up going out. Me and Logan went to Wawa the other day. And we're there. And we see this one guy milling about. He's not, not doing anything. Looks like he's looking at candy. I didn't realize that he was practicing social distancing. And, and it's like, this guy, there's nobody at stop the counter register. Doing it, right? Like, there's no. nobody at the register. This guy is 12 feet at least 
beyond way back i mean this guy picture the the toll gate wawa we go to this guy is like right at one of those computers that you order the sandwiches huh? i walk to the the count oh no this man's first he's doing the i'm like well, that guy all the way back there, he can't even see me so far back. And then you I got what? pissed. I'm like, Good I'm going him. back home. Good I'm, for I'm him. going back home. He's I said, doing I don't right. know these rules because I've been staying inside like we're supposed to. That's I'm all not right. down with this I, stuff. I know the rules, and yet I go on the speedway the other day before work to go get some soda pop and no. some cigarettes and whatnot. Now they have a big old, you know, shield there, a plastic no, shield, so you can't do anything. It. And you have to, you know, bag your own stuff. And the thing is, I'm trying to get the soda pop. I want to double bag because they're their uh, soda pop, their their bags are crap, is what it is. Yeah. And there's, I have to grab it from around the shield. But as this is going on, somebody goes and opens up the other register, and a guy who did, was not six feet behind me, who was right behind me the entire time, he's right next to me now. So I'm like, I don't even know what we're doing yeah. anymore. Yeah, what is going on? What's happening now uh, in Pennsylvania? You have to wear the mask starting tomorrow on Sunday. You can't go into any public place without a mask on. I got no damn mask. I started cutting up shirts. I look like Billy the Kid going into these places. I'm there Dito. for a, I'm there for a stick up. It seems, and and that's the funny thing is before there there are going to be people who take advantage of this because you know you end up seeing where you couldn't go into a place with a, a mask on and you know all these things. Oh, if people are going to take advantage, there's going to be a lot of robberies, highway robberies. I figured when I had that mask, where's the nearest train? I want to rob a train, Eric, is what I felt like. Logan went and did this whole thing with this mask where it went through like 17 steps. I'm yelling at him. All I did was pretty much cut a triangle out of an old shirt, actually a weird science swag shirt. Eric. So I cut it there and I just tie it on. I look like a bandito. I'm yelling at Logan. Logan took so long. His mask looks really good. And now he's making them and selling them to the family. He's not even giving them out. He has like six of them. He's selling them for five bucks a piece to the Werner residence here. And I might buy one. It looks pretty cool. I look terrible. He said that I look, he said I look like an escaped mental patient. <laughs> and we did go, we went to uh, BJ's so and yeah, everybody else has these, you know, fancy store bought masks. Oh, we do these not. We do not. The fancy yeah, store bought masks. Me. Bandito, but that uh, that's, that's right. a good segue, I right? Put on, to go I put into on my bandana deal. today to get ready for tomorrow. When it's all like you know, now it's going to be enforced. So I put on my bandana, my Joker bandana today, looking like a bandito myself. And I realized because this is my plan all along. Like I'm not going to go out there and buy any of these fancy store bought masks or anything like that because I have bandanas at home. And I put this on around my face today before I left today just to get ready for the whole thing, see if it works out okay. And I realized with my crippling claustrophobia and my fear of not breathing, this isn't going to work out very well for me. No, it didn't. I was in the middle of. And I told Logan, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. And all this is is one little piece of a, a you know, T-shirt. It's not even doubled up. <laughs> I couldn't even do that. I had the one thing I cannot breathe. I ended up getting all nervous and jerky. Maybe I was high. <laughs> Maybe you were. But yeah, I will tell you might, this. That might have helped it. But looking it hurt. into this whole like, you know, forcible this forced mass situation that we have now in PA and probably all over, you know, it's it's a good idea, most likely how it, it is. is. But the whole idea is I was looking further into it. So it, you have to have a mass to go out and go do all your things you need to do. But if they say, I can't let you in here without a mask, you say, I have a medical condition, and you don't have to produce any kind of paperwork. You just, they just have to then take you, you on your it. word. Now, here is the thing. This is what angers me a bit, because I agree that maybe at the beginning we should have enforced this mask deal. That, that might have been the, the more proper thing to do anyway. You your face with that whole thing, though. The, the issue, though, is that the masks legitimately are supposed to be to prevent somebody who already has it 
from spreading yes. it. If you already have it, stay the hell in your house. There's no reason, mask or not, stay in your house. Don't go out. That's what I, there's the simple rule and nobody can follow it. Do, do you and have now we have to do this. No, I don't think so. You I don't thought know. I did. You didn't want to test it, though. I was, like, I, was I wasn't scared. tested when well, I thought I might have tested. Test it. You have to actually, I didn't this leave, is though, the thing. I Hardly anybody's been able to be tested. Yeah. So this is the thing is what you do is if you, if you feel sick, you stay inside. That's what I did. I ended up not feeling well for four days. I didn't go out. I didn't even see. I, I just stayed in bed. I hotboxed myself. I had the worst gas. I ended up sitting there. Then I'm looking it up. Uh, COVID, bad gas. No, it's just no, that no. I, eat, just, I was eating crap. That's just you. And it was because I was eating just nonsense at that point, too. Then I decide, okay, well, I told you, I'm going to go get Chinese food. I've been wanting Chinese food. The only Chinese place in the whole damn town is over near your house. I go over there. It's open. Yeah. It's open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's it. And I thought, and that's the only that's time I want it, so it's good. And I thought, that's not a bad idea. That, that's pretty cool. So I go in, and it's about 1 o'clock on Thursday. I go in. I'm like, oh, let's see what they got here. I circle. Okay, I'll have the, the fried rice, the shrimp fried rice. I'm going to have the lo mein, and I'm going to have the general sauce chicken, two of those as being the lunch specials. Hey, I get, the lady goes, no fried rice. I'm like, okay, we're, we're starting this off on a bad foot. Okay, well, here, I turn it around. Is, you were saved no in my mind. No lo mein. Uh, what? And I'm like, okay, well, here we go. We're, we're over two. We're about to strike out. Strike out. No, no general so's chicken. I said, okay. And what else you want? I'm like, what is the door? I'm leaving. And I was so angry. And I just went, I just went home and just sat in my room and, and pretty much wanted to cry. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I, I just don't know. You know what doesn't go away? Classic comics, Eric. That's what we need, right? Classic comics like Don't we're doing. And there away. is words now that DC is going Not to be releasing words. some books coming up at the end of this month. The last week of April. The last week of April, it's a bunch of nonsense. Nothing we would deal with. Some reprints and some, you know, Sandman universe stuff. So All we'll right. pretty much pretend nothing's coming out that like week. We but always after do. that, as we go into the next couple of weeks, they are going to release stuff like Flash, uh, Green Lantern Season 2. Oh, Eric, I know you're very excited right. about that Justice League stuff. So they are going to have some come out. Not a lot each week. This is what the news is. I don't know if it's going to change before then because people are kind of reacting poorly to this news. We'll see. But when that does end up happening, we definitely will be reviewing them on the site. And we will be talking about on the podcast, but we're not going to ditch these books. We were just talking about it before we started that we're going to continue with what we're doing, mixing in some of the new stuff, because not a lot each week. It's going to be like two or three new stuff each week. Now, in the meantime, I did hear that news and I thought, okay, I'm not so sure what's going on here. If this is well, then all of a sudden I get an email and it pretty much is to update our, you know, credentials for the reviews getting the copy so i'm like yeah i think it's happening i think that this is the step that they're going so we'll see how this goes we'll see how many people europe is not going to get print copies so there's you know part of it but they can get digital it's all up in the air but we'll continue with what we're doing these books each week until we're done so when we're done with this 10 nights of the beast story we won't add another book. We'll probably have For a new now. book to go in. And yeah, and we'll see how it goes, though. Me and Eric both are kind of enjoying this a little more than some of the weeks that we had to do newer books. But we're going to go right into this now. After all that talk, Batman 418, Ten Nights of the Beast Part 2. It's written by Jim Starlin and art by Jim Aparo, Mike DiCarlo, Adriana Roy and John Costanza. 
Eric Costanza. The beast continues to rampage through Gotham to stop the Star Wars program, and Batman can't seem to catch up to his new foe. There is obviously someone feeding the beast information, but until they are exposed, Batman is trying his best and getting the crap kicked out of him every step of the way. Oh, that Will beast. Batman figure out how to stop the beast before everyone in Gotham City is dead? Well, Eric, yes. let's find out. <laughs> yeah, and Batman is perplexed, and he's perplexed in, in a couple of different ways, which this is why I think the beast hit. And as you said, even last uh, episode that we talked about the Batman. Two episodes ago, yeah. Yeah, yeah just the last one we talked about this. Uh, this is kind of, it seems almost like a blueprint for Bane. The idea that there is a hulking brawn man. and the brain. Yeah, and that's where you're getting it. And I With think very that that's, similar looks. Yes, it spells it out more in this issue in my mind. You really get the idea that Batman, especially from the right at the beginning, Batman, as he's in the thinker mode <laughs> while he's on the computer trying to figure out you know, what forward, the next Jim. step, a lot of what's people have going died on. Right now. We've got to get and in the thinking have, mode. But he's in thinking mode and can't figure anything out. The only thing he can think is somebody is leaking information. He's going through all the people who are involved in this investigation, all the people who have arrived in Gotham along with the Beast and wondering who might be on the up and up. CIA who does he trust? agent Ralph Bundy, FBI yeah. agent Keith Parker, KGB and agent Andre Yevitashenko. <laughs> uh, he ends up where. Of course, Batman is going to look at Andre as, you know, prime suspect. He's the Russian. Do And he says the Russians are kind of there and they don't want to get in trouble with them. But do they? Like, it, it seems like it's well, playing into their, their thinker, deal. We get the whole narration. The purpose of these assassinations is to disrupt this country's research of the strategic defense initiative, the Star Wars program. Damn these politicians. Why can't yeah. they play their games without killing people? I love that last line there. Oh, it's great. And while he's at the computer, I can just imagine that the computer's, would you like to play a nice game of chess? He's like, yes, I would. Yes. Uh, but And that's the thing that I like. There's a lot of things that tie into the story that actually make me really like it. And it starts in this issue especially. It's the idea that, yes, Batman wants to stop KGBs. He doesn't necessarily care about the Star Wars program. What it is is there's a guy in town killing people of Gotham. This is on his watch. So he doesn't want that to happen. But throwing in the politics is throwing a wrench into, you know, how Batman would work, who they are bringing in this inner circle and things like that. And I really like it. But by the end of this issue, you see that Batman, who's always prepared, he always can get things. But. KG Beast is more prepared. KG Beast is a step ahead of him. The well, whole not time. only is he prepared and a step ahead of him, but he is physically, you know, stronger and, yeah. and faster than Batman. And he's, you know, being able to get away way more easily than Batman has ever anticipated this yeah. entire time. And, and even when they set up pretty much the perfect trap for KG Beast, where KG Beast thinks he's going to kill his <laughs> next deal. That's the thing is, I love the perfect trap idea. It's like, all right, we got Senator Dale and we got Congressman Burns. We're going to tell people that they're at the Regency Hotel and they're actually at the Blakely Hotel. Yeah. So the yeah. Beast gets bad information. And the Beast just shoots a rocket launcher at the window. I'm like, this perfect trap. I'm like, all you did was tell people that another hotel name is all you did. It's not and, like this and, perfect And then trap. got the other hotel destroyed. Probably 20 people dead. And you see hotels done. And, and just just in the in the deal of that though, I like how that plays out, and that comes up in a little bit. But when it plays out, KGB, this isn't KGB. Like, oh man, I've got to my prey. Let me get him. Is that good Russian? And he shoots, <laughs> he shoots it. No, he better. realizes it's a dupe. 
He's like, yeah, this but is so okay. perfect. And then he says to himself, eh, screw it. I'm here. I got a missile. What the heck? And shoots it anyway because he knows how to get away. He's like, yeah, I'll just do because it anyway. Because he just can't tell case. the difference between people and dummies made up to look like congressmen. Yeah, and he says, just in case, just in yeah. case this isn't a trap, just in case this, you know, it, whoever that might actually be. I'm still going to do it, Don't but it look starts Don't look at gift, off. murder, horse in the mouth. Just yeah, take that's the shot. what he says. I mean, he's the KG beast. He might be the KG best. Eric, is that what? Oh, is that what? Yeah. Uh, you end up that where it me. starts <laughs> off with Batman. I had to set up. Batman is in the thinker mode. He's trying to figure out who might be given the beast information, everything about this, getting mad that politics have come to play in Gotham. I and hear that. dying because of it. Yeah, I'm with you as well. Um but they end up being the big thing is Sylvia Burroughs. She is still missing. That is the woman who likes She's to step boyfriend. out. John She's stepping out with her boyfriend. And they're trying desperately to find her so they can protect her. Again, KG Beast is just, he's too quick for them. He actually knows where she is. Well, because that's we saw in the, the information. Issue. Exactly. Yeah. Whoever so the mole is gave him the information about where John Cahill lived, who she's shacking up with at this point in time. And if only, if only John Cahill and Susie did not have a love, Sylvia, I mean, did not have a love for orange juice, yeah. they would have survived Jim. I would have been fine. Me I'm too. not a big orange juice fan. Yeah. Tanya and Rafe dead. They love orange juice. I'm not down with it. I just love that. This whole thing was, you know, a full out like continental breakfast going on here <laughs> after a, a booty call. But they end up where they make breakfast. And this is where I think that Batman is also not perplexed, but getting angry. It's I think that he could deal better with a KG beast who shows up at this house and just shoots them both in their sleep. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just end up, but no KG beast plays games. He ends up sneaking in the house, changing out the orange juice with this poisonous gas. It says, and, and they end up killing themselves. I by love this drinking whole it the, next morning. the idea that the KG beast comes in and has a whole orange juice bottle, a glass bottle, all recreated to be their brand. Yeah. But the brand inside is what I'm going to call black triangle orange yeah. juice. Cause it has a, black triangle on it but the one he puts in it's white triangle or it's orange white juice. triangle that's Wouldn't got pulp know? it's not for sylvia I, I would go in there i'm like i don't like the white tri- i get that's the thing is kgb wouldn't get me i'm very particular I, I end up having a lot of strange ideas in my head and that would be one of them who, who the i'd end up who i'd start yelling white triangle yeah, oh, orange that's juice the thing i'd start yelling about it and then I'd have a heart attack and die anyway. KGB's wins either way because I'm insane. He always does. Yeah. So, and the, the best is, is they get word of this. And you do see the police officers. I love Jim Gordon outside the window like a peeper because he can't go in because the whole house is filled with toxic gas. You end up having the police. The one guy, he's there with the gas mask on taking Polaroid photos, which for some reason makes me giggle as well. But he's there and he's, he calls over to Batman like, yep. She's dead. We found her. Sylvia is dead. They ended up doing this. And I'm waiting for uh, Dick to push like, I don't think I want that orange juice, buddy. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, they're they're eating their breakfast. And this is where... This You're is trying to in the days as well, on. where Jim Gordon could just call Batman at Wayne Manor. It seems like this is the idea where Bat- Bruce Wayne is having breakfast. He is in his Batman costume, all except for cape and cow, and just has a phone on the breakfast table. Picks up, what's that, Commissioner Gordon? Like, it's this not hilarious. even a red phone. And he's like, oh, oh wait a minute. A I, I'd love to see it. As, as the cell technology goes, Batman is going to be one of those guys who has like 17 cell phones. He has a mark. They have labels on Bat- a Batman Burners. cell phone there. He's like grabbing each end. He just answers, all right, well, I'll see you at lunch because they're having this big luncheon, a big function that's going to go on. And 
they think, you know, we're going to protect the main speaker, Ben Wilder. He's the, the presidential pres- yeah. advisor of the Star Wars program. Now, I will tell you that Sylvia, who just ended up dying, she was a quote unquote math expert. Sure was. And, yeah. And that's all they say with her. But too bad she wasn't an orange juice label no, expert. She, and she wasn't, yeah, she didn't have hang ups on the there's different a lot of those orange juices there are. Uh, so you end up, though, you're starting to go down the line where you're getting more and more important people. This Ben Wilder is the presidential advisor. This is a big to do. They have a big speech going, a fundraiser. And you can even get the idea that the Republicans were setting this up. They need to have this, this big fundraiser. So they're not just going to cancel it. So instead, it's we're just going to get everybody on the case. Everybody is here to guard that one man. If we see anything that goes wrong, we will. Now, first off, you're there at a banquet. We, we have to go old Roman times. Get a taste tester. Get somebody up there for, the king. for the king. I'm telling you, get somebody in there. At least check the food. They seem to just be surrounding Ben Wilder, not looking into well, other that's the things. Thing. In Jim, well, like Ben Wilder, he's the only target right now. How would they know that everybody who had the pea soup would die? Because and that's the worst too. They end up dying by eating split pea soup. One of my favorites, but not exactly a favorite. And it's almost like the airplane where if you had the fish you're gonna tie the chicken your but yeah i know a lot of people hate uh split pea soup i love it i really do like it but you know it it can kill you eric and it does and this is where the beast is stepping up his game he is doing something here that shows batman that he is not just an assassin that you know a death stroke or you know somebody like that will go and only get that target they'll only go not not the beast. He kills eight. Even the idea that we here. talk about with Deadshot and stuff like that, where everybody like every bullet has a target and he's not gonna go and just spread stuff open like that. Yeah, he is not like that. He is ruthless. And this Whatever is you you know, the to big get the thing. job done. And this is where I think that you're getting the idea too that Batman, even though Gotham is crazy, Gotham has all the, you know, the rogues gallery, all, but they do kind of seem to go by some rules. And assassins in Batman's mind, you know, the rules are off now. He is actually killing the, the worst 80 part about here. this whole thing, though. At first, I was so confused because when Ben Wilder's up there talking, everybody's just not listening because they're just enjoying their soup like a bunch of a holes. But the whole thing is next to Ben Wilder, you have two guys who I thought initially were Ralph Bundy and Keith Parker. And I'm like, I thought they were killed right away. But then you get this whole thing where you pan down, you see all the people involved, like the investigators and, you know, those characters as well. But they look almost identical in my mind. And I'm and like, and the weird thing is, is that uh, Wilder never gets up. That's actually. Actually, the initial guy giving the hey, oh, welcome sorry, yes. there. Wilder is the one who actually ends up <laughs> looking like you know everybody else, and it does. It ends up be- being a little confusing. He has blue hair, it seems, but they end up. That choking. was just black back in the yeah, day. They end up. That's choking. a Superman hair right there. Yeah, it is, and they end up. Everybody's choking. They're like, "Oh, what's going on? What's going on?" And this is where you have. Gordon, you have the FBI, the CIA, all these people there who are there waiting to see if anybody goes and does anything. It's already been done. Everyone else in the kitchen, we got to find out what's going on with the soup. Who prepared the soup? Monsieur Legrand. Monsieur Legrand. Now, with all this, you also have to realize that this was set up in a way that they ended up changing venues at the last second. And they ended up taking people from one venue that was supposed to be where they were going to do it to this new venue. And people like it in bus places. Yeah, so the, the thing is, the beast then had to have been in on this There's right away. Mole. Yeah. And to be able to prepare to get 
who they say is Monsieur Legrand. He made the soup. Nobody knows who this Monsieur Legrand is. He was there, oh, the chef from fancy. the State Department. Yeah. And that's where they end up going to the, hey, the FBI, like, did you guys know? Nobody set up anything. There was no. That, now they should have. Monsieur but they didn't. Legrand turns out just to be an Solari in a wig the whole time. Who knew? It's the Nabi assistant Solari to the KGB again, East. and this is where he just walks out and in a very nonchalant. It's almost like one of those where an assassin kills somebody and then walks out and just throws the gun in the trash and walks away. For some away. reason, I, I hear the you know the uh, the Jason Bourne music for like the, the theme of that whole thing as he just walks away, tossing the wig in the garbage. He just tosses the wig aside. He's going to get in his and get out of there while Batman is on the case. Batman has figured out at least a little something of where this Monsieur Legrand would go, and he does confront him, and he knows it's Solari and says, the end of the line, Solari, where's your boss? And then realizes as he hears the van behind him open up, there he is, Gimp. Yeah, yeah, there you know, leather much daddy KGB, leather daddy KGB, machine gun clad, and he comes out firing. And so while this goes on, I have are- a problem with this bit though, just because Batman, you being the great detective that he is, the all around great thinker that he is, he knows that this Thompson that the KGB is using has a fifty round clip. So after this whole thing, if he keeps on looking like this, in three seconds he's going to be out, and Batman can make him his move. But in this three seconds. Solari is able to run past Batman into the van, start the van, start driving away. Yeah, I don't and know what t- Batman's waiting for. And the amount of time that it takes the beast to, you know, undo the clip, reload, and, you know, put it like, you know, start firing again. Batman is barely on, like, you know, up to the van at this point. I'm like, why are you so slow, Batman? Speaking of the, the idea, too, is. Batman was between Solari and the van at one point. So Solari just running. Now, they, they should have shown that Solari's as the Solari's got the beast, speed force is what you're telling if me. They, if they showed that as the beast was firing, so he's not going to shoot Solari. So Solari could go around the edge, go in. But no, you end up having Batman. He's too busy telling us what is going on in my mind that he doesn't react right away because Solari ends up going Deep in thinker. those seconds. To jump in the van, start up and go. Then Batman decides to go and jump on top of the van where you have the beast, you know, shooting up the the roof of the – and it it confused me at this one point because he says – he is shooting at where his target is, or at least that's what he thinks. But we see that Batman is He's right there. up top. <laughs> it is him. He is getting shot. And the thing is, I, I don't think he has the shot. most amazing kebab ever. Is taking every bullet. That's what I he see thinks. Bullets oh, coming up out of the steel. It might be just the cape there. And what he's saying is. He's on the side, but he, the beast You're wouldn't right there, see this. I actually thought it was a dummy. I thought he went and threw the dummy on the top and then he's running <laughs> alongside because he's like, he thinks that's where I am. I see bullets exiting, exit wounds of Batman. <laughs> eh, Batman's okay. And even look when Batman does end up where you end up having the Solari and the beast, they end up putting the van in direct to hit a school bus of kids. And that's how they're going to get away. They, but look at where Batman moves from where he was laying down on the top of that van. It's just full of holes. It <laughs> is a, a piece of Swiss cheese. But Batman has to make the decision here. And this is, again, where the well, beast- that's the thing is, he's got to make the decision. But it just, it just goes to the whole thing where the KGBs and Solari, in my mind, are the fastest people alive because Batman turning the wheel away so the, the van does not hit the bus full of kids. You know, he jumps out of the way. The van flips over and- Solarian at KGBs are just gone. I'm like, this is your city, Batman. I know the KGB says, you know, figured out all the ways that he can get around and all the escape ways, stuff like that, but this is still your city, Batman. How are they just gone? And how come you're just not even going to look? Well, I guess they're gone. Time to get into the Batmobile with Robin. <laughs> That's where Robin shows up. Hey, what's up, buddy? 
Are you okay? And I will tell you, this Batmobile, as goofy as it looks, is one of my favorite Batmobiles. I do. I do like it. It is pretty funny. It's almost like the combination of a bunch together and does have the dual Well, it's you like know, the superpowers. Yeah. You know, the superpowers line from Kenner, their Batmobile. And it's the one I grew up loving so much. So when I see it here, I'm like, oh, it's so cool, but also so stupid looking. And even the idea, he needs a new cape and cow. He has a few bullet holes in his cape. I need a new cape and cow. Well, like, you know, he's very shabby, I guess. I, I thought that right when I read that. I'm like, ooh, he, he wants to be fancy. Does he? I got to go back and talk to Jim Gordon about what happened at this gala. This is why the KGB and Solari keep getting away. He's got a chain. <laughs> he's got, hey, wait. <laughs> They're like, hey, Batman, he just went in that alley. You have the mirror. I got to check my hair. He's he's combing you his got hair. A cowl on. He doesn't matter. I thought you were like the phones. You don't need to check it. He's like, hey, sit on it, Robin. And then they Ooh. go off, and there were we have everybody dead there. And I mean, everybody really dug into that piece <laughs> immediately. Everybody just said they're all. I would have been alive. They are all dead. That's Everyone. the thing. As I say that, I'm a fatty. I probably would have tasted it. <laughs> I love it. I would have been dead before. Actually, there. It's a shame I wasn't there. I would have alerted. I'm like the canary in the coal mine. They're like, no, nobody can hear that piece of. This guy's had seven bowls already. He's dead. I'm just sitting there eating it still. Ah, uh, yeah. So he says. This is a slaughter. This is a statement. This isn't just going after one guy. He wasn't just getting after Wilder. He was making a statement that he has declared war on Gotham. He will do it. And and, and you just saw it. He ended up pretty much, you know, you can't say that the Beast did this. You you could say other villains from Gotham, if they would have steered something towards a bus of kids. It would have been like the, well, they know that Batman would have oh, saved the, the crazy day. ones. You know what I mean? The, the KG Beast, he doesn't care. He's going to kill anybody in his way. And it really, all in all, you have to remember, there's no real great reason for him. To be. He's just, this is like his last job. And, you know, this last day on the well, job, the thing he's going to do last this. Job, like, just because the leader of the Hammer, you know, killed himself like after setting up this whole hit squad coming to Gotham, like, the, the Hammer goes on. This ain't going to be Kate. He knows he's got other people going to step up I'm and take saying, over the though, Hammer. I'm saying, though, this is kind of the idea, though, that because the, it seems like the government was shutting it down. This would be like just your job ends, but you're just going to get that last delivery. You're going to get it through there. Yeah, so he's going. One more season and then I retire. Yeah, he's not going to stop at anything. While Batman calls Gordon and says, listen, something's got to change. These people, people, there's a mole. Somebody is, we don't know who it is. We have too many. And they made it a good deal where there are a couple wild cards. There's not just one new guy showing up. Anonymous FBI agents. I say anonymous. Yeah. They were given names, but they they all look alike and dress the same. I'm like it, it's either one of them or Agent Parker in my mind from the FBI, just because there's so many of them. Though you do get the little deal uh, because you have Bundy, who then gets in a political kind of discussion with the KG beast, uh, uh, you know, Alexei, and they're talking about disarmament. Andre. No, you know, disarmament. No, we got to do the Star Wars program. No. And they're going on like, oh, this is bull crap. Same old story. But in, in that whole deal, what Batman says is the next deal, the person on the list, we're going to hide them, but we're not going to give out the information. This is something that we have to keep between us. I'm surprised that Batman didn't do something like he leaked it to one of the guys. You know what I mean? Start trying to narrow it down. Give it to Bundy. See if KGB shows up. Give it to this like person. have a lot of hotels set up to get yeah. shot no, by No, I'm just saying one thing because they are setting it up so that KGB goes and there's dummies in a hotel. Nobody, as at least in that room, is going to die. I don't know about the room. 
rest of the hotel because it's coming down. But have it so you might be able to narrow it down. Say, okay, well, KGB showed up. The fire escapes were not up to code, No. And uh, so, yeah, they're going to do this deal where the rest of the people, Senator Dale and Congressman Burns, are going to be put to, you know in a place where nobody knows and the you end hotel. up yeah and you end up having you know you can't do that what's that called that's kidnapping and gordon's like no it's protective custody you Suck don't it. need to know and i like it i have the right to know yes but you don't have the need to know and, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh man you think you're pretty funny and he goes oh i like that Mathis. yeah so all this is going on where you're trying to figure out who might be the person who is you know the dupe well in the meantime they want to find out batman, it's time for batman hit the streets this is the best where batman and robin have to go find out exactly what KG Beast has planned, and the only thing they can figure out, what armament does he have? Is he going to come at us with machine guns? Let's go to all the gun runners in Gotham. If he goes and finds out that KG Beast has bought a tank, then you got to prepare for that, but he goes and just ends up hanging people off the, the, you know, the rooftops. (laughs) pony Batman. You know, shaking them and shaking down people and find out finally that he ended up buying a bazooka and one rocket is what the KGB has. So I don't know <laughs> Just what... one rock. Yeah, and like, I don't know what this really changes things and, and, and so makes cocky. things... I know. He's there, too, in his outfit. And he goes, and he goes to where Senator Dale, he sees that there's some Senator Dale. Tournament what's going on. And yeah. he has his white hair, his distinct white silver mane. And I think this is too Gorgeous. easy. And he's like, <laughs> okay, they're both there. Nobody's protecting anybody, really. They're in an open window that's wide open. I think this is a trap. And this is where KGB is like, I know this is a trap. Uh, I don't <laughs> care. I'm still going to shoot I'm going to use this. Yeah, he's like, well, that's why you buy a rocket. You want to shoot it. He wants to see how it goes. He wants to see if this thing has a kick, like they say. And he even says, I have multiple escape routes if this is a trap that i can end up doing this and end up saving the day now in the the meantime batman seems to be waiting for him why does batman wait for him to shoot that rocket he ends up just <laughs> have to make sure that this leather daddy's who i'm looking for and this is the thing it's like there are a lot of leather daddies hanging hang around on a rooftop with, with bazookas one, one but rocket. all of them they don't shoot the rocket out this guy right. shot the rocket obviously kg beast it is kg that's weird and it's he lets this hotel just get destroyed. We don't know if they cleared out the hotel. I'm sure that they did. I hope they did. I'm not sure. But of that anything. might be too much to allow KGBs to know what's going on. So Back I to just the Batman disaster you, fund. I, yeah, I think that like 15 people at least died here. And Batman jumps out. So now that you've destroyed what you thought was that was a uh-huh, dummy. Fooled you. And I was like, you're the Drawn dummy. with Batman. a smile on his face oh, after yeah. all this destruction. Uh, oh, so happy. And they start fighting, and KGBs just beats the living crap out. Batman. The only thing that saves him at one point is Batman realizes that he, KGBs, thinks he has backup. He he leaves him and runs away at one point where he could have just destroyed Batman. Batman is down for the count. Well, even, you know, pumping him full of some tranks and stuff like that. They're like, you know, yeah. a normal one of these tranks would take a normal man down, but this man isn't normal. Whoa. To the point where he's just running across trying to get away from Batman, jumping off rooftops yeah. and knowing exactly where a flagpole is so he can swing off of it, and even going around and jumping off a thing where Batman is not able to do the same thing that no. Beast is allowing our villain to get away. Yeah, and we, we saw before that Batman couldn't jump off a roof and grab onto a telephone wire beast can 
He's sure doing can. it. Batman ends up swinging well, around doing it his too. way. Batman, I'm just just thinking about, you know, when I, I read a lot of these books, and I try to put myself in this situation, you know, because I'm a nut job. Yeah. And the idea that the beast then goes and throws one of those stupid knives with the finger holes in it, like for the hilt and stuff like that, but throws it and Batman catches it in his arm, his yeah. forearm, it just goes in. I'm like, and then he just rips it. I'm like, all right, now I'm going to jump off this building and use my arms to grab hold of it. I'm like, I would not be able to use my arms for a year no. after putting a no, knife through done, my but, forearm. But neither of them are a normal man, Eric. No, but yeah, not. the beast gets He's away. He's a Batman. And the beast gets away. <laughs> And then Batman realizes this is when he finally realizes, you know Uh-oh. what? This beast is kind of good. <laughs> he is able to beat me at my own game. And uh, I yeah, finally yeah. run into something, someone who's better at a game than I am. I'm like, all right. And that's the thing is this whole thing where I was complaining last issue because it was a lot of talking heads setting up the situation with this whole political background, which I didn't really care for because you didn't get a lot of Batman and Robin or even a lot of Beast. Now you have Batman on the trail and especially at this last page here where the Beast does get away and Batman has to narrowly escape death by falling off this building because he wasn't able to do the same things the Beast was and looking up and realizing this person is better than I am. Like, all right, I'm on board because this doesn't happen very often. Somebody who's physically fit and like more physically fit and even smarter than batman for this whole thing to set this whole thing i'm like this is where it gets good this is where i get excited for that villain and why i like it uh, added on to that is the idea that batman is also running into like i said somebody who will not stop at anything this is a guy to kill one person he'll kill a thousand he doesn't care and that's something that batman hasn't really had before either uh it's one of those yeah i'm saying the joker wants to kill a thousand he he if the joker wanted to kill one guy he'd torture him stuff like that but this is just a guy who you're trying to save people and what they ended up doing at one point is pretty much getting 79 more people killed trying to save one guy and they are at fault as well though we missed my favorite line of the whole thing is when batman is on top of the truck we realize where he is facing the formidable foe when the beast is shooting up through the roof and batman says the beast has shot his wad eric that was the best line of the whole oh, entire is that why he's so slow because he's just sitting there snickering that's himself? why now he's smoking he's just smoking there he's shot his wad uh yeah so and even then it's a good like deal a true because leather daddy. you ended up having the beast unload his whole clip then batman jumps onto the top of the van then beast unloads his clip again into the top of the van which i swear to god batman should be dead but even when he shoots his wad eric he still has the next plan of just let's run into those kids and then batman has to react and batman is you know it's one of those where Batman trying to save everybody, and this happens in comics all the time, where the bad guy's going to make, okay, I know he's going to do this, but Batman is allowing some people to die, and it is bad, and it is, but it's good reading it because Batman rarely has this sort of problem, especially now two issues, and it keeps going. Usually these things, yeah, Batman will have a problem at the beginning of an issue, I'll figure it out by the end, the next day, you know. This is where it's just a trail of bloody bodies behind them, and he cannot stop it. And he is pretty much, at the end of this issue, saying, I'm done. I mean, I don't know what to do. This guy is better than me in every facet of what I usually do. And now we get to see how far will Batman take things to take out somebody who's better than him. And that's the thing. This is what it sets up. And I'm glad you said that just to end this. uh, We are going to get a darker Batman coming up because he ends up figuring – he this, didn't this, kill him. This whole starvation but he, and dehydration. Yeah, did. But it ends up starting to go into his mind. This whole idea: too many people have died. 
I may have to go against this vow. I may end up having to go against what I usually do because I need to get rid of this one guy or else thousands will die. And that might be better. And he starts to question himself. He starts to question everything that he's been doing. Which is a great part about this whole part of the series. Even the idea that, you know, when, you know, Batman became addicted to Venom because he needed to have that edge to be better and always pushing himself further and further to the point like, oh, no, I have an addiction. I have to get off this thing now. It's bad for me. This was a cool era for Batman. And it's funny because that was another one of my picks of things to have people vote on because those are the stories I love. I love the idea. Now, that is to me. That is the more human Batman, the Batman who is going along his Batman way. He has his drugs. No, the, the Batman wow. who realizes I've got to do something I don't know. And, and yeah, have have an that's edge. a vulnerable person. That is somebody who's going. He might open up his oven, get blasted by his son's pot. And then next thing you Batman know, he's there he killing doesn't. people, right? <laughs> yeah, luckily, his wards aren't junkies. No, I, I felt like I was going an arrow at? down there. <laughs> like, what am I, Oliver Queen? Here? My ward, I'm your son, Dad. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, my ward, my ward, my ward a scumbag is what I'm yelling. And then they're like, first off, I'm your son, but everything else checks out. Oh my, what would you give this? I ended up giving this one a 7.3 out of 10. I love the art like I did last time, and I think this one really ups the ante for the whole action aspect, the stuff that I was missed. I gave last issue a 6.5, but even the stuff we have where it is, you know, Batman pretty much not being able to come across to like, you know, doing anything, but it's that's what excites me about this story, but a lot of it getting to that point where he's like, he's realizing, but it just seems like we kind of have a lazy, dopey Batman to get there. I still like it. It's just, well, some of it doesn't come across as well as I wish it was, but a 7.3 out of 10 for now, me. Now, I'm actually going up to an 8. This is where I start to really like this. I like seeing Batman oh, behind the 8 ball. I like to see him, and I'm not saying, you know, the 8 ball like he's on drugs again, Eric. I, oh. the, the whole deal here, I also like the idea, and it's not really stress, but I like that he yeah, has, for me. you know, he has the, 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 Let's look dangerously. I'm saying he has the KGB <laughs> there. You also end up having the FBI, the CIA, all these people involved are kind of throwing him off his game as well. Usually he'd be able to kind of center on the thing, kind of work it out, but everybody else involved and that mole, things like that. In the pie. That's, yeah. And that's, what's really making gross him. Pie. Yeah, it is a gross pie. That's when you want to see, is that, is that blueberry? Nope, cherry, I'll write back in the, back in the fridge. Uh, that's more for donuts. But yeah, I, I like that idea that this isn't necessarily his usual game either. He says at the beginning, and I think it's well played, this politics nonsense. You know, people are dying because of this. This sucks. I wish they'd leave it out of here. These damn politicians. But they're in Gotham. I have to, if this was Metropolis, he would have left by now. He would have been like, I got a, a 6.30 appointment. I'm out. You deal with it, Superman. But I, I like this whole idea and then putting yourself back into the framework of when this came out even i really like it i really like to see this kg beast being a step ahead of batman every facet like we said the, the strength agility smarts everything and batman doesn't know what to do and he's pretty much at his wit's end Uh-oh. and that's where he has to step up the game and start and i think basically what he does from here on out is kind of proclaim if the beast is going to be like that, I've got to be like the beast. The only way to catch a beast is to oh, be no the beast. Batman. And he goes over the top. But I really do like this. And I'll tell you, I like the next book even more, Eric. Oh and it's one of yours. What is it? Tales of the Teen Titans, number 43, written by Marv Wolfman with art by, uh, and George Perez with art by George Perez and Mike DiCarlo, Dick Giordano, Adrian Roy, and Ben Oda. 
Maybe Dick Grayson was being a little too hasty when he gave up his Robin mantle and exposed his identity to Terra Markov, because now that Terra knows everything about everyone in the Teen Titans, Deathstroke makes his move to capture and contain our heroes during their most vulnerable moments, which he does except for the former boy Wonder, who now goes about his this issue trying to find his friends, but only finds clues to their capture in the process. Hopefully, though, with the help of Slade's former wife, Adeline, Dick Grayson can get to the bottom of this and take down Deathstroke and Terra and save his friends from Hive. Dan, I, I really like the way this plays out i like the way that you don't i actually like seeing it through this where dick grayson's trying to figure it out i think that if you just went through the normal deal first off you'd be wondering like where are the rest of them why aren't they going to help or why aren't they doing this i like the way that it becomes an investigation by dick grayson who was the guy who was kind of out he wasn't going to be involved he's there in his whole deal i like having that going down to figure out by the end that it was tara that was involved as well. I, I think Adeline and, and and Jericho there kind of throws me off a little because Dick Grayson doesn't look more into them. I think that that's the well, thing that thing. throws they just me show off. Up in a little. Titans Towers. Yeah, like, that's what I know, throws me off. I know off. who you are, Boy Wonder. You're Dick Grayson, and the rest of your friends. And immediately are the, he what should do you think mean, they, madam? <laughs> I think that immediately he should think they did it. I mean, right away he should be on the attack. That throws me off. But I do like that. First off, he escapes. From Slade at the no, beginning. No, that's cool. And then when I he just goes, wish it would have been played like you know from the present to where it's done. The whole idea that we have to go idea. back and do the investigation, like we're just kind of patting things out for Dick to get wrap his head around oh, what's I know. going on. I, right I now. just thought that this was a uh, you know kind of a decision they made that okay, we could just show Slade going through each of the people, but it, I think it plays out better this way. That's the worst part too. I've I've read this a bunch of times. I've told you many times about the Judas contract. Yeah. But the idea where I, I guess I get very forgetful because even when we start out with. Dick Grayson getting attacked by Deathstroke, and then he's talking about, I'm going after you last boy. And I'm like, what happened to the I thought I missed an yeah. issue. I'm like, did, did I? And like, he's, oh, he even says, right. as it's going, he's saying to himself, he, he seemed to, to say that I was the last. I'm like, no, he Does said that it. I mean, everybody's dead. Yeah, and that's where I think that the play is better this way. That's why I like it. Uh, and I would have probably liked it better the other way. But as it is this way, I think it's a clever way because you're left wondering if they're alive or dead. You don't know. You, you kind of think, you see Corey, she looked dead. And then as you go through, and this is just him kind of piecing the things together, but you are doing, and again, I'm a Dick Grayson fan, and I like that he is using his Robin training, all that to kind of go the and reenact detective. Exactly. And he's there, and he's also maybe the world's most jumped to conclusions, but we'll see. But he's the sitting there. The man who loves his leather jacket, yes. $300, oh, come man. on. He didn't want to ruin that leather jacket, but uh, yeah, so you're I've left the at the end. the same leather jacket for 20 years, and I desperately didn't know what I'm thinking to myself. Even now, this is 1984 when this came yeah. out, I'm thinking, well, I don't want to spend $300 no. on another leather jacket. And I'm wondering if it's one of those things like nowadays you read a book and and really we know if this was now, we know that these characters aren't going to be killed. DC does not kill characters unless Tom King's writing them, right? But boom. Uh, But with this at that time, at the end, because you don't know. I, I think that's huge. Look, and I, I don't care what's going on. Tara's dying at the end of this whole thing. Yeah, well, I'm saying, you know, is Corey alive? Is Vic alive? Right, right. Is, you know, all those things going down. I think that it's well played out that by the end you don't know. And and it's really well, stressed the thing, at the beginning. You don't know because right, at the, right away you yeah, have a big shakeup with the whole story going on where Dick Grayson's no longer like, you know, Robin. Wally West leaves the Teen Titans, gives up being a superhero. So I'm like, right away. And also for the past year, you've had Tara Markov yeah. come on. I'm like, what are they going to do to shake up the Teen Titans some more yeah. going forward now that we're 
are into this big story arc where Deathstroke's involved. We know that Terra is a traitor and they want to take out, not only they want to take out, but they have a contract with yeah, Hive, contract. this giant organization, to take out the Teen Titans. Like, how far are Marv and George going to take this? And Marv actually, you know, pretty much spells out right away because Slade comes in. He's going to attack Dick Grayson. They're, he ends up just throwing him across the desk and then says, I have a contract with Hive. It says they want you dead or alive. No skin off my teeth. Which one? So as you go and see then all these things him, that Slade. happen, you don't know you if he court? did or didn't. Uh, and I guess you probably want to take him in alive just so you can say, look, so I you didn't don't have, have to carry dead no, weight. I just think it's I didn't have to kill him. Look, I'm that good. I could just capture him. Maybe Dick Grayson just ends up being a smart guy, fights Slade so that he can be directed to get thrown out the window. I mean, it's one of those like, I'm so smart, I'm going to get myself thrown out the window. I, I love the progression of this whole thing, though, because he goes after Slade, says, like, you're not a fool, Grayson, why are you pretending to be one? And this backheads, I mean, this whole progression where, you know, Dick falls down after being backheaded, and it looks like his body just hits the ground and bounces out yeah. the window. Yeah, just out <laughs> like, the window. Is he Ba-boom. bouncing boy all of a sudden? He is bouncing boy. He goes, and as he's falling, that was his plan. He takes off his leather jacket. His well, $300 why is, leather jacket. Why is he sitting at home I go just at a typewriter wearing a leather jacket. Well, he's just there. Bust through the window. This is the thing you don't realize. He's at his official work desk. He's got oh, his. Yeah. He's got his Grayson placard there. I'm like, what are you doing there? Who so else funny. Would be there? I, I, I don't remember what his job would have it's been his at this apartment. point. Either. He's got the. I could just see him that first day. He's like putting it there. All right, now we're, we're we got the corner office. It's the only. I should have looked into that. I forgot all about the idea. They're like, like, what was Dick doing at he's this time professionally? Typing. Dear diary. He's writing scripts. Scene one. Uh, he's doing nonsense. So he's there. I'm going to write this comic called The Beyonders, is what he's saying right there. Oh, no. <laughs> he's stealing your idea. Uh, yeah, so he gets away. It's already happened. And as he's going, I love to, as I know, as he's running, you end up having Slade. Well, he's not going to get away from me. He's got a limp. Which we wouldn't tell, so it's nice he says this. Well, then he the shoots and then says, he, I can't shoot amongst it. You already did. Just, I just, just love this shooting. idea, though, because when Dick goes down, breaks his fall, and lands into a garbage heap, kind of thing to get out. It's like, Tricky Brack, gotta admire him, though. The idea that he then goes and says, he must have twisted his ankle in that fall. I'm like, you jumped into a lot of conclusions here, Terminator. You are. Now, one thing I have to say is there's the subtle deal did. of... He did twist his ankle. Yeah, yeah. he twisted his leg. He says his own leg. When they're going there, uh, this must be that Slate has waited a little to go because there's a marathon going on. The last thing we're seeing, you know, people ice skating and stuff like that. So you, you get that idea. But even so, you end up having Dick gets, you know, into the people crowd. Marathons in the cold. Too, I don't Jim. know. They don't look cold. There's a lot of people in shorts, <laughs> even though some people do have winter hats on. So I have to say, there's a weird thing going on. But yeah, Slade's running after my friend ran a 5K a couple like two months I'm ago. Sure, they do. But yeah, Slade, I not now. We're we're on lockdown. You're not allowed to do that. You do it on your treadmill. Uh, you end up having Slade go, and I, I love the reactions of the people as Slade runs out into pretty much the, the whole crowd and the marathon. And what oh are you looking goodness. at? Get away yeah, from me. Like, I'm like, what do you expect, Astro? It's the guy with a huge sword. Uh, you know, on his back and a mask no, on. No, I don't even care about the huge sword because you get like I don't know about cosplayers at this point in time. But he's I don't wearing think a there was cosplayers at this costume. Point. He's going to stand out. He's in the marathon. Yeah, so he's like, all right, well, let's get out of here. Zip lines out of the whole deal. And that's where you see Adeline there with uh, Joseph, who's driving. Uh, classic Joseph there with those Jericho, awesome yeah. sideburns. He looks like he's in like Mutton Mongo Chucks. Jerry. 
uh, you know, the band. And and you have Adeline, too. I don't know too. that band. Uh, you, you would. I'll play you a song, you know. In the summertime when the winter. You know that song. I do yeah, know that's that band. Hit. So you end up having Adeline. She's smoking away. And she's in the background. Oh, Slade's been sloppy. This is going to make our job easier. You get all these things. And, and well, not you, only are they telling us that Slade's been sloppy, Adeline's realizing this, but Slade has to tell us as he, you know, grapples and swings away, you know, his nerves are just shot right now. And he thinks it's because Tara Markov, she's insane, but she's not going to go against him, but she, he can't control her because of how insane she is. And he's not used to that. He has a contract. You know, Wintergreen works for him. They, they all have a reason to be doing this. It, it, Tara's just insane. She's just doing it because she's insane. She wants revenge for something that never even really happened. She just wants to kill. She just wants to please she's insane. Daddy. Yeah, and she's insane. And yeah, it's starting to make him nervous that he won't be able to control her. Uh, now, the other thing, Jericho, as a driver, perfect. This would be the greatest Uber driver ever. He can't talk, Eric. He just does his job. You know, he's there. Yeah, and I love that. They're they're like playing it coy with it's that. Gonna be constantly silently. looking at that rearview mirror at you. Though. Oh yeah, but silently, Joseph nods. He understands. <laughs> like he, he understands does. that I don't like to talk. He's the best. Uh, yeah. So you have Dick Grayson who's now figuring. Okay, I think that maybe I heard something the way Slade was talking that I wasn't the first Titan to go after. But let me try oh, no. calling. And this is the best. He, Nobody's he's answering of, their phones. He's one of those guys who will just keep going on the bright side of life, where he's calling the, the no, emergency Jim. line. That's just hope is what it is, well, because it is. you don't want all your friends I'm to telling be you, dead. This is Homer losing his pig at the pig roast as it keeps going. It's still good. It's still good. He keeps going down all the lines. They're all dead. They're all gone, at least, because he's calling emergency <laughs> lines. He's going to their apartments, and he just keeps, okay, well, this went bad here. And, and oh, wait, there's a letter. He goes to Corey's apartment, and he sees, and he's like, okay, it looks like she got duped with a present that was supposed to be from him. It was a bomb. It went off. She got blown up. This is in his mind what I'm must have happened. The, the, the amount of traps that we're doing, though, to get the Teen Titans, you know, disabled at this point, to take them over to Hive and, like, just incapacitated, really. I'm like, we we, we a gamut of different things going on here. Just when we start out with Corey, though, hers the way we take her out is that there's a, a bomb gift wrap as a present. She opens it and blows up. Okay. Legitimately like this is going on is why I put this right after the Ten Nights of the Beast deal because Slade is doing things that are very KGB. Like it, It's almost like the Beast where he's going through these really extravagant things well that's to get the thing people. it's the idea of that that gas and the orange that's what juice i'm saying it like all reminds me of the orange juice with donna troy because donna troy we saw and it was well set she's up a photographer she's in a case photographer. you don't remember she's a photog she is and <laughs> he ended up changing the chemicals so when she it went in to do things she was too busy thinking about her upcoming wedding to realize that she was putting a different alcohol into the solution to process the film and then create a gas to knock her out look at what slade is doing here Everything that happens here, and then we find out Raven pretty much is just attacked by Tara. But, Raven, yeah. <laughs> but with all of these dupes, it's taking advantage of everything that would be distracting to that person. It's using the information sure. that Tara got. In a Cor- really good way. Yeah. Corey would be distracted that Dick Grayson would have sent her a box. They even say as she goes to open it, it's vibrating. It's Something's wrong, but she doesn't figure that they didn't take that next step, though, because Dick did ask Corey to move in with her. I guess, you know, she was sitting on her hands with that whole thing or, you know, had to wait for her lease to run well, up, whatever thought, happened. she thought it was a gift there, and it was an explosive one. And then you have a Donna Troy. And this is where Dick Grayson is going through all these steps thinking, how is this happening? Like, each of these people 
are better than they could fight slave. Oh, yeah. They could have fought them off. He ended up being the Donna's one to fast, escape. You know, stronger. Donna, uh, Starfire has the energy blast. What is going on right now? Even the idea of Raven, which seems the most outlandish to Dick Grayson. Luckily, she was just taken out by Terra because Terra said that she wanted to at Titan's Tower. Catch her by surprise. And even that was played out well because you ended up having Raven very wary of her. But the way it happened was she's like, okay, well, Terra's just training. But even Vic. Vic's there. He ends up getting the electric chair. I mean, he shocked her <laughs> there. And, and you, he's distracted, thing. though, because we, of the, we, his grandparents. Yes, yes. There's a big thing with his grandparents, which is a weird part. Because I don't remember reading past I'm this. I'm starting to think up. that the grandparents aren't showing. I think that I this like is the are. dupe. I think that they duped him. I think that these letters are not real. I didn't read past this either. I'm starting to think that that was the setup to get them, though. How would they know that? But still, he is distracted to where. His normal chair turns into an electric chair out of nowhere. It's the transforming Just chair. Thing. Just let's go through it. Like we have an exploding gift. We have a different solution in a friggin', you know, to create the and gas. And we didn't and really go through Donna. the whole thing. Donna ends up, she's doing her photography, but she's thinking about the wedding, all the stuff with it. And she ends up mixing solutions to develop the photos. And it is, you know, this whole deal that makes like a cyanide gas that knocks her out. And then they get her. Uh, but yeah, then Vic's just reading the note. He's dear, dear grandson. We're heading there. Oh no, my chair has just locked me in. I'm like, How does this happen out of nowhere? And then he gets shocked. He's done. He, he's there, and you just always see him. inspect your chairs, folks. Oh, I, I always do. I always do. My chairs. They you just wait to see if it's, it's going to stay under. No, your no. Weight. I'm just saying it's screaming the whole time, <laughs> trying to get out, but I won't let it. Uh, but yeah, so then you end up having Dick Grayson. Okay, he figured, and I love it too. He goes in and there's just what appears to be an electric chair i believe that vic might have been shot i'm like yeah, i think so way to go detective he then goes over to Titan's I'm, Tower. You, I'm a dummy here the whole idea that vic when he is being you know we do the flashback to what actually happened and see vic being you know wrapped up by this chair like some kind of metal but i can't break it must be more like prometheum i'm sitting there well prometheum should have absorbed all that electricity <laughs> oh my look at you look at you with the big brain well stupid he then leads to that saying okay well he's gotten all these i gotta get to titan's tower see i'll nice. Thinking, there's electrodes on the insides that are pointing out towards Vic. No, that's what you're going through the whole process. <laughs> Over at Titan's Tower, he goes and he sees that it looks as if Tara has put up a fight. He ends up seeing sure what has. would be Tara's deal, thinking that Slade showed up to get Tara. Oh, no, Tara got it, too. When indeed, that's not the case. This is what was the fight with Tara and Raven. Thankfully, Adeline She's and Jericho there to were tell, there yeah. to reveal what happened. So, no, no, they weren't taken. It was your dear Tara Markov who betrayed you and attacked Raven because she thought that she was just training when she heard the rumble of her powers and was caught off guard. I'm like, you know an awful lot here, yeah, Adeline. And even just the idea where she starts off here? with Jericho and says, hey there. Robin, should I go with right there? He should be fist up. He should be ready to fight because punch. You, you are going through this whole thing. You don't know what's going He should be so frazzled about what's going on. And he says, you shouldn't be allowed into Titan's Tower. You shouldn't be able to get in here. She's there. Start fighting. Th- this is the, the uh, you know, wild card that has just shown up. Woman and William Cat but right she's in the face. just there. Yeah, he does look like William Cat. He's just there to, uh, you know, she's. The narration, she's there to move it along to say, no, 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 you know, you may think that Tara was fighting off Slade. That's not the case. This is actually, you know, 
Tara was fighting Raven. She wanted Raven. She knows she knows everything about it. Like everything that Tara was thinking in her head last issue. Somehow Adeline knows, maybe through Jerry. Who knows? But she does know. She's telling, you know, Dick, he doesn't believe it. Even though it seems very obvious once you're going through this, you know, there is somebody I did that's just a mole. tell Tara Markoff my yes, identity. And she says that, you know, it, it doesn't it seem weird that a month ago she told, you know, you got all your info, all that stuff, and now all of a sudden everybody's being attacked and everybody knows about you? I mean, really, that Adeline should say, I only know because of her, too, wake, because she knows. Up, and then, yeah, so they are going to wake up, but this is part of I have to the call deal. Beast Boy up. Changeling, he's going to know what's going on. I got to make sure that he's okay. So he's going to call up Dent in the States. And this whole thing, I'm like, even even getting to Beast Boy, where we can don't have to deal with the oversex qualities that make me hate the characters so much, but even before we get to Beast Boy, we have to deal with the servants that have to like you know find if he's there because he has an urgent call that he must take and find out that the new maid... He, she's constantly getting hugged and wrapped around by like you know boa constructors like that. Like, this wouldn't be allowed. He would. You be are the worst beast boy. He's, he's Harvey Weinstein. It, that's Even all the he idea is. where she has to think to herself, "Why didn't I listen to my mama and become an exotic dancer?" Which would have been a less that's better sexual an job. Exotic dancer would have been less sexual than being a maid. And basically, they have to do what they are told because Beast Boy's dad says he's harmless. And he dad. is grabbing and then pinching and the way that Slade knows to get to Beast Boy is to basically say, hey there, we got the Teen Titans fan club, all these girls. And then you even have Beast Boy. I, I hope that you're at least 16. And I'm like, really? Like, this <laughs> I, is what I, I, you I'm got? so glad they omitted the narration, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't care. He's there. They, I mean, really, if you didn't see the picture, you'd be just figuring that he's signing dick pics and sending them out to people. And, and what it is is that they know he's going to do this, so they poison and you realize right away. And that's the thing. Well, it's like right the envelopes. It, it's Susan, George Costanza's fiance, and how she died. I'm like, this is how yep. they got that Seinfeld episode yeah. idea. Yeah, through Beast Boy. It's uh, drugged glue on the envelopes, <laughs> and envelopes. He, he ends up passing out. And he's like, it's been drugged. And he goes down. <laughs> and then, yeah, you end up having Bing glorious glorious still them. Like, he died with a heart on, just like he lived. <laughs> and then you have Slade go. And again, you don't know if oh, he's alive, dead, worst. or whatnot. And so you end with pretty much, you know, Dick Grayson still trying to wrap his head around things, trying to figure out how this can be, what he can do. And then you end up with the big dun, 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 with the, hey, you seem to be very familiar with this Deathstroke, huh? Well, I should be, honey. I was his wife. <laughs> he was my husband. And then, yeah. And then, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> When he, you said Slade. Well, I should have there, sweet cheeks. It's my husband. And then you go off to an epilogue just to show that the you know hive I headquarters. These, I love these hive meetings. Yeah, the idea that we have Destro coming in with the bounties that you know for the contract that Hive has put out there originally for his son Ravager Grant, yeah. but now he's taken on for the Judas contract idea where he's going to fulfill his dead son's contract. But the idea that all right, Slade's coming in, the, we'll take over the whole plane, the landing procedures. But well, that's going to. I'm going to talk to the rest of Hive here. The Hive was for well, you don't realize years Sarah, ago. This is the thing. At every meeting, you have to read the minutes from all the other meetings. That's all they're Why doing. Why always got to deal with That's past business? It, it ends up that Hive meetings now. Oh, business Hive is meetings, I'm telling meeting. you, it takes 
three years for the meetings now because they have to go through everything. And then by the time they're halfway done, something pops up and they don't get done. I mean, they are going through. It'd be like going to work every day and having to deal with the orientation if you had one. That's all it is. And and not even just the orientation of your job. But the history. You know, you you end up that you're at a cardboard box factory. You're working. Uh And you start off, you go in, you clock in. They're like, okay, go to the room. And you go in. Let me tell you the history of cardboard. is a a fabricated thing. And you're like, oh, my God. I know this. They just want to make sure they're reading the minutes at hides you don't realize three years into our terrorist organization we were taken on yeah. by these costumed heroes but now we will have our revenge and so we will become the greatest organization ever we heard this yesterday you didn't realize eric that this is why these super villains and the organizations especially they're so pissed they have to be part of the union and the union makes you do this you have to read the minutes you have to go through these look i paid they my don't have dues anything else to do then, that's why Hive really doesn't get much done. They're always in these stupid meetings. They're always well, running I don't around. I'm going to take lunch at O'Shaughnessy's. I'll you, be back in an also, hour. You, look, you, can't see, you don't see the faces of these guys. They have propped up these. Well, they're off you know, playing ping pong or something. There's nobody there. Then They're just propped up. They're dummies. Ah, uh, yeah. So then you end up having Slade come in. The contract is complete. It's not really. No. I mean, he doesn't have. Robin. So you wonder what he is going to do. With that and how this twists and turns and oh, look, you about. see, he's not longer he's no longer Robin, so that's not really part of the contract anymore. That is I it? actually found it's like, well, you know, that's the semantics of it. Let's talk, and then they're going to have to have a meeting. Well, Slade, we'll have a meeting. The next thing you see, Slade's ninety years old. But where he, is he's the crippled. kid Flash? Yeah, yeah, he's not yeah. part of the team anymore. Yeah, either. yeah, he he ain't the, he ain't part of it. But yeah, that's that's the end. Uh, what would you give this issue? The thing is, I'm not a fan of the way the destroyers told because I much would rather have a linear thing. Besides, for Dick just going back and thinking about how this whole worked out it's a it just kind of like grinds my gears a little bit when we deal do with stuff like this i I know you want to show the idea that the detective idea of dick grayson and put that forward for everybody to see and even have adeline show up which adds a little bit to my negativity towards because now we just have a new narrator now that we don't have anything new to this whole thing but I like the story. I'm glad because now we're actually moving this whole thing. We have Deathstroke showing up, how badass he is, taking out all the Teen Titans from the information he gathered from Terra. It's a fun read. I would give it a 7 out of 10 because I still really do love the art. I just wish that we could have had a linear story is my biggest concern. Yeah, I'm I'm way more positive, but I like the way the story was told. So I'm going to be a little more positive because of that. I'm an 8. I like the art a lot. I like the story. I love to see the way that... You know, Deathstroke did get his information and went through each of them, and it's not overly stressed. You don't have the, you know, moments that we have a lot of times nowadays where you would have the, oh, no, that's why he knew this and knew this. You end up having Marv Wolfman and George well, Perez let, let you. you. Honey. Yeah, yeah. I like <laughs> that ends up. That's the part that throws me or I would have been higher. But the idea of like, oh, Donna Troy and you get the thing he's, you know, going through. Oh, it's the gas and things like that. And then you move on. I like that more because nowadays, especially, I believe if you had this sort of story now, each person that ended up getting put down would have been a, a whole issue by themselves. We would have Has had six issues with nothing. Everybody now that you don't have anything that you get story like this all in one issue. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I like the way it played out. I like that you don't know if they're alive or dead, if he has, you know, all that stuff where Tara is now. Is she with him again? He's nervous about it and things. So when you end with him going to the Hive headquarters, when he's going to the Hive headquarters without a Dick Grayson and saying the contract's complete, I wonder, you know, how that's playing out, what he's doing there. Oh, you'll find out, yeah, we will. We'll find out in two weeks. But yeah, I'm going eight out of ten because I really liked it. But 
We're going to stop uh, this book stuff for a second to go up now to a couple mails, and then we'll be back with the other two books. Yo, it's Mail Call. It is the best podcast a week, even though Shay is such a freak. I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. And I've got such a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. First I'll hear Mail with Jim, now Mail with Jim. Ah, yes, you will hear Mail with Jim and not with Eric because I'm doing the mail by myself. And if you want to be part of the mail and be a star of the show, unlike Eric, you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com, just like Alex A. did. And Alex A. uh, ends up having a voice-to-text-activated connection-established email here. Seems like he's playing some games. It says, connection established, voice-to-text function activated. What the F is wrong with this thing? Oh, hold on. The light's on. Maybe it's recording. It's like I'm doing some play acting. I should be Guy Kid. Hey, what's going on here? And he says, hello, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Chris, wrong turn. Get fresh crew. Oh, my. It's all those. You hear me, Jim? Not Jess. Jess was not the, do you hear me, Jim, edited out girl was not included. Can you read me? If you can, this is our first contact. He says, uh, I want to appreciate my or express my appreciation for all your hard work for making a great podcast and website. Weird Science is an endless source of quality entertainment. Edutainment, he says, actually. And I enjoy your reviews as much as your bullshit segue conversations. They are bullshit, aren't they? I got into comics with Flashpoint and the New 52, but stopped buying midway through Convergence. At the time, I had no idea Rebirth was on the way. Nobody did. What was on the way was nonsense. Uh, The DCYOU, a lot of people were upset at that whole deal story over continuity oh my goodness it was not great and then rebirth came it made it all better and then it all tumbled down last september i decided to read every post rebirth series from beginning until i catch up with contemporary releases so far i've caught up with everything pre-dark nights so that's good i started listening to your podcast on january 1st the comics website i previously read the and i think it is Tasata Chai Tea Blogspot. Uh, stop reviewing every new DC comic around Rebirth uh, number 10s. And I, I always call it the Chai Tea. Uh, and he's going to go on and say that uh, Chai Tea ended up saying that we were the darlings of the comic review blog world. So he thought he'd check us out. Now, this might be tongue in cheek because I'm telling you, uh, old Tai Chi. Yeah, or Chai Chi, Chai Chi. He, he he hated us. He hated our guts. He, he threw so much shade at us. I ended up at points fighting with him. I actually thought he was pretty funny. And uh, he he is not this guy, Chai Chi, not a Scott Liddell fan. 
I remember that, and uh, yeah, there was quite. And I, I didn't argue with him about that. I just he he would write reviews and just throw just shade at us out of nowhere, and I didn't know what was going on. At first, I was intimidated by your long ten plus hour podcast, but now they become part of my routine, and they will get narrowed down a little as you go on. Once we start the Patreon and start to expand stuff and do stuff like that, yeah, we end up having at the most four or five hours, which I still am told is way too long. The only time that I'm ever told that, right? Right? Is that true? I don't have my rim shut here. Uh, I look forward to seeing what you have to say on podcast number 131. I wonder what was going on back in episode 131. I should have looked. And he says, shit, the light's now flashing. If it's working, I guess it's going to stop. And then he gets stuck. And it says, sent from the Justice League United Auxiliary Base in Vancouver, Canada. How dare you, Alexei, make me play your games this way. And luckily, Eric isn't here. Uh, so that we don't have our bullshit segue conversations. You know? uh, yes, but thank you. Thank you so much uh, for appreciating stuff. And yeah, thank us to Chai T for throwing shade at us and getting uh, somebody to check us out. Uh, the next one is from my man, the Hollywood kid, Luke Hollywood. What up, weird science? See, I, I can do impersonations as well. I am the rich little of the DC Comic Podcast set. What's up, Jim, Eric, Reggie, Brandon? And I think that's pretty much everybody involved with the show while we're all in lockdown, he says. And the GFC, whoop, whoop. Yes, that is everybody's involved. It's everybody, right? I don't know. Eric involved? Can't tell nowadays. Just wanted to give mad props to Jim for working hard. Or hardly working on the podcasting grindstone and keeping us all entertained while we are cooped up indoors. I wasn't sure how Weird Science was going to keep up with content once the new book stopped shipping. But now you're cranking out more shows than ever, and I'm really enjoying them. And I did say once we heard about the lockdown with the new comics coming out, I said right away it would never affect the regular Patreon shows because a lot of that stuff is older comics anyway. It is us going back and checking out things we liked and, and all that sort of thing and what the Get Fresh group beep boop and the badasses yip de boop end up. I'm like scatting now. Yip de ba uh whatever they picked to be on the show. So it's all the old stuff. I just was worried about the regular show. Uh but you know, me and Eric are actually having a lot of fun talking about old stuff on the regular show as well, to the point where when we hear that in a couple of weeks they're going to start putting out comics DC, that is, I kind of get a little upset because I'm enjoying what we're doing right now. Uh, and I kind of like the little break from the nonsense that we were getting where I can actually, you know, read four comics tonight. Spoiler alert, I like them all. I wasn't mad. Now, again, I know that people seem to like it when me and Eric get mad. And I say that to Eric. I say, man, you know, I, I got a lot of word that people like when we get mad. Eric's like, oh, I don't get mad. I'm like, yeah, just get out of town, buddy. My favorites so far are the daily reviews, he says, on the Patreon. And that's what I do, trying to do each and every day. We're at, uh, well, as we're doing this, it is the 18th of the month. I start at the beginning of the month, and I have done 16 of 18 days. I actually missed two days, and it did kill me uh, to do that. Uh, but I, I ended up getting sick. Who knows? You know, uh, who would have thought it, getting sick? And I usually don't get sick. I haven't been sick in a while. So when I did, when I usually get sick, I get real sick, and I get worried. And 
Yeah, I got worried. They're nice, but I'm also a hypochondriac. They're nice and quick to get a recap on earlier issues from more recent runs and also hear about series that weren't on my radar. And that's why I end up doing these daily recap shows, review shows, where I talk about a Marvel and a DC book. And I try to do it a little quicker. And and if it's not me and Eric, I, I don't end up getting you know, caught up in his nonsense. So it's a little quicker, right? And uh, yeah, it's just to catch up on some things that me and Eric didn't talk about, whether or not it's a uh, black label book, say The Last God that I ended up doing last night after we got done recording, uh, stuff like that that we just didn't cover on the podcast and the same on the Marvel side. So it's these quick reviews and things. They're nice and quick to get a recap, he says, and, and stuff that's not on his radar and stuff that wasn't on my radar. I know you were kicking yourself for missing a day this week, but I don't think it's a big deal. Anyway, it gives uh, me time to finish listening to the rest of the show's coming out other things that we have just as a little commercial for the patreon now that luke set me up to do it uh we also have a theme month for april and it's catwoman and black widow month and i'm doing things where i'm going through some stories of catwoman and black widow that would make sense right since it's that month i i guess uh but those are bonus as well and i think that since we are cooped up and i am just sitting in my room all day I just sit and read comics and then record podcasts. And a lot of them aren't even things that are set out to be like level stuff on the page. It's just out there. I just throw it out there for everyone to either hate or enjoy. The main show is also a treat as well. I'm loving all this Kyle Rayner content we're getting. It's nice to hear you and Eric actually enjoy a book for a change. That's why I got depressed when we're getting these new books. I I think I'm the only one who when you hear, oh, DC's coming back with the books. I'm like, really? That stinks. I hope there's no rush to get back to the Bendis books anytime soon. I'm with you. I'm so with you. Uh, me and Luke are right on the same page. What up with science? There you go. As for other shows, the F. Mary Kill episode with Reggie. Reggie made his grand return with the F. Mary Kill episode. He says it was a gem, and I'm looking forward to more. So am I. That is the Necessary Nonsense podcast. Uh, the thing, though, I do have to tell everyone, Reggie ended up, they thought he had corona. He ended up in the hospital. He seems to be fine now. He's messaging me, and, and me and him are going to be doing our separate cartoon show that we were doing before with, you know, goofy cartoons. And I think what we have set up to do this week is going to be the Super Harlem Globetrotters cartoon, which is just completely ridiculous. But me and him both loved it as kids. So we're going to be doing that. But then Luke says, I also like the first episode of the comic book cartoon show, which is the one I'm doing where I ended up going through the first episode of Batman, the animated series. And while you already have plenty of cartoons to get through on your list, you know I got to do my due diligence and recommend My Hero Academia if you want to spice things up with an anime special in there. And uh, I think he already knows, but I've I've seen probably I think up to like episode 12, I think, of the, you know, the first start of the My Hero Academia. Uh, so yeah, I could do that. I ended up watching the first episode a bunch of times because I, I kept watching it and then I'm like, eh, I'm going to start over. I probably watched that first episode three or four times and loved it. Also, if you ever run out of fresh books to cover for the daily show, the Shonen Jump app, 
is only a mere two bucks a month uh, away for all the manga your heart could ever desire. I'll never stop showing the best deal in comics, and me and the guys on the Manga Chat channel on Slack can always give you recommendations if you're looking to try a new series. And I don't know. I said I think that Luke knows that I've watched a bunch of My Hero Academia. I don't know that Luke is aware that I am a Shonen Jump app uh, subscriber since day one when he ended up telling me about it when it was just coming out from the minute that it came out for that. I have been a subscriber and I read a bunch of things at first. I haven't in a while, but it is a great deal. And, and at two bucks, yeah, you can't go wrong. And I, I ended up telling people before when the Marvel Unlimited app came out, I ended up being a subscriber to that right away. And even though I went like three months at points, three without reading anything, because I wasn't really reading a lot of Marvel then, it was before the Marvel podcast, I still even thought that was a great enough deal for me to just keep going. But the Shonen Jump for $2, if I don't read something for six months, I'm not that upset that I've spent $12 uh, because I know I will go back and read it. Once you start reading it, it's well worth way over that amount anyway so i am with him i am full out on that so i probably will end up doing that and it's funny that uh luke said that because i i don't know if he realizes i do need some more podcasts to do i i'm short on podcasts but a manga podcast would be pretty cool especially it would be me doing it who who doesn't know a lot about it so isn't that the best way to do something where <laughs> you have that i'm gonna have like a, a car talk show like they used to have on npr if they still may uh but i think one of the brothers on that died but uh, i'll have car i don't even know how to put gas in a car but I'll, I'll just end up doing a podcast on it and he says they'll give us recommendations so maybe i will do that it's not like you've got podcast to record or anything right and i said to eric eric will tell me and it, it drives me nuts because he'll i'll say oh well, what did you do last night and, and he'll say oh well i read uh the first Robin solo series, I read uh, 30, you know, issues. And all I think of every time is, then where's the podcast? Where's this Robin podcast? And why are you doing that? So I end up just, if I'm going to read it or watch it, I'm just going to turn it into something. And that's how I can justify doing it. And he says, hope all is safe and sound in Q-Town. Your boy, the Hollywood kid, XO, XO, XO. And the next and last email is from my man, Rick Mills. And Rick Mills, if you don't remember, he hasn't emailed us in a bit. Rick Mills was catching up on the podcast. He was doing this, you know, just going through it, just like Alex A. at the beginning. Uh, And he ended up having to stop for a little, if I remember, because he was uh, off to school, I believe. And he couldn't do it or he got a, a job. One of those, you know, isn't school a job? And is it a job if you love it? I don't know. Rick Mills, though, says, good evening, Jim and Eric. And to the Get Fresh group, I hope you guys are enjoying this quarantine. I'm lucky enough to be considered essential. Just before the quarantine, I finally found the last few new 52 Red Lanterns, Green Lantern Corps, and New Guardians that I had been missing. Eric's actually missing something like a New Guardians 22? Something like that. And I remember he was missing it. And I ended up at a comic store and I saw it and I couldn't remember. And this is back in the day. This is when it was coming out. And and he was missing it. I think this might have been like 
four or five months after this issue came out. And he just couldn't find it. His boy Tony, who had a shop, couldn't. I don't know why he didn't have it, actually. Uh, But I ended up in a store, and I thought, boy, this is the issue that Eric is missing. And I was about to buy it, and I'm so cheap, I did not want to accidentally buy the wrong thing. And so I didn't get it, and it was the right one. And then I laughed because I didn't get it for him. Uh, But he says, all I want to do now is stay home and reread through all the new 52 Green Lantern series. I still need to fill out some of the Yellow Lantern series, but I know I will eventually. Well, well you know, my. He, he, he needs, uh, you know, Larf Fleas as well, maybe. And as I'm typing this, I'm suddenly reminded at the beginning of Rebirth, the whole thing with Atrocitus, Red Dawn, Hell Tower, and the Rage Team. At the end of the series, didn't Atrocitus make a comment that left that open-ended? Did he ever continue that? And he did leave it open-ended. That's one of the things that Eric has a big problem with with that series. No. It never got continued. And even with that, uh, this week or last week, a bunch of people were on Twitter complaining a bit about that beginning because when it did come back, you ended up having Red Lanterns that were supposedly dead alive. Then it didn't seem like Sam Humphreys did much of his homework for the Red Lantern part of that. And then it just kind of fizzled out. Last week, I finally started watching Arrow and The Flash. I'm surprised it's taken me this long to get on board. If you guys had to pick your top five DC TV shows, what would they be? Now I need Eric because I've never watched any. I've never watched any but the first season of Arrow. So I guess I'm picking Arrow, Arrow, Arrow. I haven't watched any others. I have not watched a single other thing. I haven't watched any of the Marvel TV shows either. I am not a guy who watches a lot of TV. Or movies or anything because I just can't pay attention and I'm too damn busy. The the rent's too damn high is what they say. My family watched them all and they like The Flash uh, just as the DC, but they're actually more in the Marvel side of things. They were ending up, I saw them watching uh, Luke Cage the other day. They ended up finishing that and then they watched The Punisher, I believe was the last ones that they watched of that. But yeah, I, uh, I know that it's a shame. But I have not seen any. I just finished the action comic series Booster Shot and really enjoyed it. And I've started the Tom King The Travelers series. I've never really uh, read about Booster Gold, but I absolutely enjoyed the Booster Shot deal. And that Booster Shot arc in action comics by Dan Jurgens, mwah, I loved it. I thought it was great. I really liked the emotions to that, how Superman had to end up making the hero's choice not to save, you know, and all that stuff. And Booster really showing... Two, that if he was going to do something and what he ended up doing, he was going to pay for. He was going to end up being in big trouble, but he ended up doing it for Superman. And then you just have Tom King just have Booster do whatever he wants willy-nilly with no repercussions. Uh, And he says uh, Tom King's version is not so great. He says, I agree. Uh, He ended up not even understanding the idea after the fact. He even tried to manipulate everything to say that Bruce Wayne would remember what happened in that alt deal that it's impossible. He couldn't. When it ended up getting reset, that's not the same Bruce Wayne we have, so he wouldn't have remembered it, though he tried to play that off as a big moment of, you know, Catwoman finding out what happened there and then deciding not to get married. And it was bullcrap. It was complete and utter bullcrap. If you guys any have any recommendations on the series involving Booster, I'd like to check them out. If you have the DC app, I would just start from the beginning. 
I ended up reading the first couple issues because I was planning on doing some sort of show on it. But I ended up uh, reading them. They're good. And, uh, you know, I like Booster enough, but Booster to me, uh, I can only take them in, you know, small increments. I, I It's one of those characters that I actually do like him in as a guest star type deal and not in Heroes in Crisis. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking more like a booster shot deal uh, with that because I think that he plays off other characters very, very well. And his updated Rebirth Do or Die pull list is $3.99 monthly Red Hood. Two ninety nine bi monthly Hal Jordan the Green Lanterns, which I was not a big fan of. I do like the Red Hood book though. Uh, it, until you know when you end up having the Dark Trinity separated. Uh, two ninety nine bi monthly The Flash, not enjoying that too much. And two ninety nine bi monthly Suicide Squad, which he's talking uh, is since saying bi monthly would be the beginnings of uh, that which I wasn't a fan of that much either. I still have Red Hood and Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad has been rough lately, but still better than Justice League. Although Brian hitches off Justice League, I think he ruined it for me. And it takes a while for Justice League to rebound anyway, in my mind. Uh, And a lot of people didn't even like the Scott Snyder stuff. So did it ever rebound? Some people like the Venditti stuff now, but yeah. Uh, the Rob Williams Suicide Squad I thought was okay at the beginning. I, I really started to lose faith in that as it went on. But when he eventually gets to the Tom Taylor Suicide Squad, then I'm in, right? With a couple issues. That's one of the books I'm enjoying now that I do want to read when we get back to the regular comics. There's a lot that I could care less if we ever read again. And that would be uh, Brian Michael Bendis's books and mainly like stuff like Legion of Superheroes. And so I, I really don't care if I ever read another issue, but when they come out, we will read them at least, you know, action and Superman and young just, I don't know. I, I hope that that guy is using the shutdown to, to pretty much, you know, read some old stories and actually learn some of the continuity of the companies that he's doing, you know, something like that. I'd like that. It's like if you're working for McDonald's, but you ended up, uh, you know, working for Burger King all this time. And then when somebody orders the Big Mac, you just make them a Whopper. I don't need that. Learn how to make the Big Mac, buddy. That's what I say. And I don't even like Big Macs. I think they're the worst thing ever. I had one the other day. It's about the most tasteless burger ever. And I'm not saying like it ended up saying, you know, your mama jokes. It wasn't tasteless like that, right? <laughs> I wish it was. Then it, then it would at least give me some smiles. It was awful. I got that that box uh, with me and Rafe, and I ended up I ended up with a Big Mac and a uh, cheeseburger, and he ended up with a Big Mac, a cheeseburger, two fries, and ten nuggets. I don't know why I got jipped there, but I did, and I ended up eating the the Big Mac and just looking at it the whole time, just cursing at it. That it, why don't you taste good? Why are you the most messiest? hard-to-contain burger that has nothing but nonsense. It, it's terrible. It is the worst burger out. And and, and it's all this stuff. Oh, the Big Mac. It's this, uh, you know, 80 years of the Big Mac, whatever they say. Please, act your agent die. That's what I say to you, Big Mac. And now you've been served, right? Served right to me. Now I'm getting hungry for a Big Mac. Every time I eat, though, I, it's one of those where it's like an abusive relationship. I keep thinking that the Big Mac's going to treat me well. Every time I go and eat it, I'm like, you're no Whopper. You aren't. Don't even pretend. I hate you. And then I'm right back. I don't eat a lot, though. I probably have like three Big Macs a year just to remind myself how much I hate them. 
Oh, I hate him. I don't know why, why this went. But hey, everybody, thank you. And thank you, Rick. Thank you, Luke. And thank you, Alex A. And we're going to go back to me and Eric talking two more books. Finish up this here podcast. Don't go changing and try and do more. You never did that much before. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm, I don't imagine. Jesse even loves you And she'll be walking out the door I wouldn't leave you In times of trouble I'd be right here to make fun of you ooh, 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 There are no good times There's only bad times I hate you just the way you are. A tribute, Eric. That is a tribute to, to you. <laughs> to you. How's Jess still? Oh. Has she walked out that door? She's not allowed. She's quarantined, Eric. That's what's keeping all of our families together now. I, I wonder this. how you end up during the quarantine. The divorce rate, it goes, you know, down. The minute the quarantine's over, everybody's divorced. I and imagine people that. are ready to kill about each today. other. Oh, I, I'm ready. Tanya was telling me she she's going to be leaving. She's all packing the time, up though. the bags. Oh, I know. She's ready. She she ends up. I'm I'm the source of every problem that she's ever had. She says it's it's just me. It's always me. I'm always yelling. And I said, but you drive me nuts. That's why I'm yelling. Let's meet halfway. You stop driving me nuts. I stop yelling. It's the chicken and the egg. It's what it is. It's a and healthy it's, marriage. It's crazy. Oh, That's yeah. why I'm and never so getting I- married. It's so healthy. It is. But we have two more books here to talk about. And we're going to start with my book, The Flash Rebirth, number that two. It's yours. written by Jeff Johns. Yes, it is. Art by Ethan Van Skyver, Hi-Fi, Alex Sinclair, and Rob Lay. I'll tell you, I'm off my game here on the blurbs, Eric, so don't, don't put it against me. Yeah. The only thing I want you to hold against me is you. There you go. Social distancing. Something is wrong with Barry Allen and the Speed Force. And after getting caught up a bit on the history and things that happened while Barry was dead, we find out what is going on. Barry Allen's a new Black Flash, and that's pretty messed up. There's my alert. I'm telling you, I ended up putting dot, 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 dude, you jerk. And I didn't read it because I'm like, guy. that was my joke at the end. Uh, But the thing is... I couldn't really like figure out what really to say about this issue. It's pretty straightforward. You have things going on and then it just does lead to that big cliffhanger at the end that you kind of have figured out before that even comes about. And I was telling you that whole thing and the idea where I have read the Flash uh, Rebirth before – but I haven't. I didn't recall it off the top of my head. Even when we're reading it last time, I'm like, okay, I, I don't really remember this thing. I just don't, I didn't like it as much as the Green Lantern Rebirth. But when I'm reading this, and I even last time we talked about, it, I was talking like, you know, Barry's becoming the Black Flash, and I don't know if it was just so obvious with the Black Flash being dead, or if my memory was like subconsciously just recalling things, so I didn't know that was going to happen. I'm like, I'm at a weird point. I'm like, is this story told well? 
or am I just recalling what I've already read previously? I think it is dumb. Well, I think that the idea that you end up having the Black Flash dead, and I actually kind of forgot about that because that ended up happening, you know, in the cornfields, and they do end up going and investigating the stuff. Once they see the Black Flash and then they spell out what the Black Flash is, then I think you're supposed to make that connection. If you don't, and then being it's there you know, at Barry's very obviously where he's growing up yeah. as a kid. Yeah, so you, you end up having a lot of things. Now, I did think that at the beginning of the issue, I was a little thrown off, only because we, we ended up kind of being thrown off anyway with Barry not being the nicest guy. He he doesn't knowing really why care he's about back. being back. He doesn't know why he's back. All those things. Now, you do actually start Gorilla City where they're, they're going to be painting more Sullivan. on the He's getting wall. to the whole prophecy aspects of things. And I like that. I thought that that was really cool. Though it doesn't really do much, but I thought that was cool. Gather uh, the around way my Gorilla going folks. On. I have a gigantic flash painted on the wall here. And all around him, I have smaller people who are connected to the speed force. And then there's black energy that I'm painting around and now we're going to cross out so uh savitar he's done yep and i like the idea that those gorillas they're going ape <laughs> they're all yelling they, they, it's they almost this like shit. this it's almost like this is the gorilla <laughs> city version of tv sports. right here this is this is like the super bowl i mean they are yelling yeah yeah they're cheering and yelling high-fiving as this is going on uh but you do see Throughout, you end up seeing the cold of Savitar. You see that Lady he, Flash you know, they is losing realize her shit when she realizes up. that Savitar's dead. Yeah, and when she realizes that and then ends up being able to take all, and she's doing pretty much a whole routine of trying to get all of the power of the followers, which she does. And you don't realize exactly what's going on at that point until afterwards when she does spell that out. I ended up For getting the all the force. force from everybody. And that's a pretty cool idea, almost like what a, you know, August Hart oh, does. You know, cold as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you end up having that and the whole Savitar as she sees him dying and she's reaching out. No. And it's it's a neat entry into this whole thing. So you have two kind of, you know, mystery things going in, but then you end up having Barry and he's looking at Savitar. He's trying to use this as a crime scene. Let me see here. I got a metal mask, two metal bracelets and a bunch of bones. Time to CSI this shit. And he, he is CSIing it, and he is even – it even gets the idea of, okay, when I touched him, this happened. So that he does burned from everything. burned inside out. And everything plays out as a deal. And when Hal comes, Hal is there to kind of be like us. He's the everyman like, well, what do you mean? Well, Savitar came out of the You mean like you did come Thank out? Thank God yeah, Hal and then showed I up. T- when you <laughs> – I'm telling you, he's just there. And then you end up – Hal's like, weren't you supposed to like have dinner and stuff? <laughs> with like, Oh, no. And he goes off, but the, the well, weird the thing idea. Where- he has all of these parties and there's a good to the other way. I'm going to meet up with Wally because this is Wally's perp. He'll know how to deal with this whole thing better than I would. I'm like, all right, yeah, and that's the whole deal where he's going to go off. I just the weird transition deal was when he's running, he's going across the you know the bay, going off to do this, and runs by and sees oh Iris, you know a, a cop outside the deal, and it throws him off, and we go back to Flashback you know flashbacks City. and stuff. That is what kind of threw me off at the beginning where I, I we we kind of i guess i'm just assuming transition? that most people know this stuff and the transition was a little well, that's the thing is a lot of people don't know this stuff because it's introduced the in thing, the series yeah. 
And that's the weird thing about this is knowing now it's weird going back. And the oh, transition, so though, to was think odd. about where we go to like we continue on with this whole idea while getting Flash's new backstory from this point on moving on to the new 52 and everything that's like redone there. And the idea that in that we have Henry Allen still alive. Flash is still trying to prove his innocence. Like that. Here he's been dead for two years while Barry's been dead. It's a good way to tell that once he goes to Iris and things because his whole transition deal, he goes and it is him going to, you know, end up doing his csi work not exactly for harry you know henry his dad but he's doing this and he's you know doing his stuff he gets a tie and this is where he meets iris for the first time but you get all the classics like the bow tie the slowest man man alive (laughs) i mean look at him eating those donuts yeah he ends up doing his job and meets iris and it's funny because iris basically comes and even the idea that this is right before he gets hit by the lightning and he has to go to court to show off the evidence he has to put this guy away and it's you know how mirror master went to prison ended up getting his mirror master powers in prison yeah and and so with that happening there you end up having iris who basically says hey you want to you know want to go out on a date baby and then just says i need somebody on the inside well, <laughs> even this whole thing department. where she is just trying to chat him up because she does need somebody on this side like the whole idea it's like where she is trying to get this date going on and stuff like that he's got stuff he's going to constantly go back to work and work on his mother's murder and stuff like that but the idea is like look i really need somebody on the inside i'm like what oh are my you, what God, are you kidding she, at, iris? i know i'm telling you it's really laid on heavy she's like i could really use a friend and the friend i'm like oh my she's there fixing his bow tie at that point i'm like she was getting oh, really this is not social distancing and he's like okay well he ends up like okay I'm, I'm getting these hints i'm getting these vibes yeah maybe because he ends up saying he doesn't like to drink coffee all this stuff but they're gonna go to dinner it's set up but of course he Tell always you, forgets he's always getting late. right up in his face fixing that bow tie i could really use a friend inside the crime lab barrier yeah. oh my god it's, what are you it's gonna give really me? crazy oh my. and she even says it's like i'm not yet a better at person than I am. level but you know all this but then he goes off and he's gonna work late and then and of even course the he idea, gets though, struck that by the gonna, light they're gonna have dinner though at the italian restaurant on the corner of broadway and fourth street at nine o'clock i'm like what time you think i eat dinner nine o'clock i'm gonna go out yeah, there really? and have an italian dinner i'm like Seriously. no I think those are the fancy people that eat at nine. But yeah, he ends up getting time to digest all that stuff. And so you end up having him now in the present again, though. The transitions are weird. And you go and see where, you know, Iris is okay. They're just talking. And this is the return of Barry. So you end up having Captain oh, Pryor. Yeah, we have to He's asking explain about away this. where Barry's been this whole time. And it, the Flash cool has been thing. dead. Witness protection that, and all that. Yeah. Wonder Woman sets it up through the government that he has been in witness protection, that he got involved. Then that would be something that possibly you could even go and say, okay, it was this case. You did that. It's easy to put together. He kind of feels, I don't know. He feels like it it feels like he thinks that's off, that he doesn't want people to go out of their way because he doesn't want to come back with an excuse. He doesn't really want to be back. Well, it's funny to me to think about too, the idea that we have to work with comic book time here because Barry's been dead at this point, almost 30 years, like through the, like, you know, our time, but in comic book time, it's going to be maybe like five years, something like that. You know, like I I try to do some weird comic math in my mind, but the idea like, oh, I can't be a part of this whole new investigation, even though I am the best at CS 
CSI that you remember. Be- I'm a little behind on current forensics thing. I'm like, well, you shouldn't be that far behind. Yeah, and what what I like here, yeah, he says he's behind on, on all the things. But we did see earlier when you did have Hal in the first issue where Barry didn't understand the new things with people texting each other and stuff like that. So you can go with he would be behind. But this is nothing that a guy like him couldn't catch up on anyway. But the, the big point of this and two things that I did like, number one, you do reference that Iris had gotten and moved on thinking Barry was dead. He does reference that. At least you moved on as well. I'm glad that you were able to do that. I thought it was weird the last issue where, like you said, it has been 30 years, not in comic book time, but he comes back and him and Iris are just like, all right, let's go. Well, he says, I, I've been dead on. for years. The world has moved on. You did too, and I'm glad you were able to. So I did like that, that they're going to have to kind of work at things and do whatever but i do also barry, like the idea like the idea that barry has to go in there and get his glass of oj you better make sure that's not black triangle there barry no what i do like though is the idea that everybody is working behind the scenes even to make it so that barry can hit the ground running oh, yeah. he's back all right we're waiting for you in the watchtower buddy we're doing this we're doing that he doesn't want that he ends up saying, you sad, why are sack. you guys are all doing this? Because Iris says, they're doing it so you can get back to things right away. And he's like, I, I don't want to. He he doesn't really want to. He just wants to be. He And, and it's, it's kind of screwing with him that he's back. And he's Barry Allen, the savior. And Barry Allen, the greatest the guy hope. ever. And the hope and things like that. But he does Wait not really want to be that. Wait until that gets put on Wally's He ain't going to take it yeah, well, well either. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Not everybody remembers Wally, so he gets uh, another reason to be pissed off. But this isn't what he really wants. And I like to where you have Barry and he's thinking back at all the things. And he's like, I ran away to the future. All the times that he did stuff. I put on trial for Professor Zoom. put on trial. trial. We ended up going into the future. I was never a saint. Which is fun because at this point here, you have a thing because, you know, Barry died during the crisis. And at that point, a lot of the people, heroes, you know, Silver Age stuff and so leading up to that were changed. So the idea that we are using this thing here to tell you these things did happen in Barry Allen's lifetime. So we can continue those into continuity. And he is there, you know, saying all the things that didn't go right for him. He says, I was too late to prove my father was innocent because his father died in prison here. So he wasn't, you know, he was too late. He ended up being on trial for murder for Professor Zoom. I ended up running away to the future with her. And so all this, I'm not the saint everybody's trying to say. They're not remembering everything. But then I think that Iris realizes, yeah, yeah, I kind of did get annoyed with you at points when he's like, flash fact, Iris. I I can just imagine Iris like, you don't need to give me a flash fact. I just imagine the whole when they're together, stuff like that, they get sex. Flash fact, that was amazing for both of us. I'm (laughs) No, I think he's just him. Flash fact, I'm amazing. <laughs> She's like, flash fact, I don't, I don't know about I that hate these there, flash buddy. Facts. Flash fact, I've been faking it all along. Uh, yeah, and it's like sometimes, you know, life isn't what you need. It's about, you know, want and things like that. And everybody else wants him back. They're all, but Barry is kind of seemingly being. Very, you know, kind Aloof. of selfish about this. And and self, like the idea of like, he doesn't even like, maybe he doesn't like the attention, maybe, but he thinks that he is not as great as everybody's saying. He doesn't understand why he well, come was on, chosen Barry, to come back part, and doesn't everybody know. Everybody else who died has come back already. You're the last one to come back, so why not? Yeah, yeah. Well, he he just thinks of it as I think, hey, flash fact, they're whitewashing everything I did now and they think I'm the greatest thing. I'm not. But, you know, whatever. I don't really want to do this. And it was set up good the last issue as well, where you do have 
Wally as the Flash. You end up having Bart. Kid, you know, all these. There's already things set in the place. Oh when yeah, we got a lot of character back, development for dealing with this from the other speedsters, stuff like that, which is great. But we don't deal with a lot of with it here in this issue. Yeah, well, when him coming back though, with all that, it's it's one of those like there's no place for him, you know, and he doesn't want to just on. shove himself in. And they're trying to make it so. That, hey, you know, you died, but you're back. Everything's fine. But he does not see it that way. Well, then you see that something is definitely wrong with the Speed Force because all people around the world, speed seizures. people are having speed seizures. They're ending up, you know, We're starting with Jay. And it seems as if, you know, this is all connected. He's going to connect this with him being back as well with Why all these things. You? And uh, anybody who's connected, even in the slightest bit, are having these seizures. I do like Bart, who's on the treadmill. Can I run now? He's, no, no, you can't run yet. You can't. Oh, man. He's all pissed off. Even the idea um, that we're dealing with Liberty Bell having it, who's, you know, disconnected from the Speed Force at this point, but who would then become Jesse Quick later on. Like, you know, it's like even she was affected. She's moved past that whole thing at this point. All right. All right. Yeah, and they said to her father, like, this is such a connection that, that, you know, it's something huge that when these seizures, all of a sudden everybody's having these, even somebody who's barely connected. Come anymore. on, Barry, to help, I'll let you, ex- I'll help you explain. Let's go over to Gorilla City. Solovar's got a whole fucking fucking wall oh, going yeah. on with oh, what's yeah. going on over here. I mean, they're having a party. And as he's there, it's almost as if in your mind, if you're reading this for the first time, you're, you're wondering, is Solomar, is he causing this? Because as he's drawing the pictures, what is this? Chalk drawer? You know, is this the land of Chuck? Because he's drawing. There is the kids, Irie and, and you know Jay. All of a sudden, boom! There's Whatever Sam. I draw comes true. Jay doesn't even want ice cream. He always wants the ice cream. But yeah, they they feel bad. So everybody is having their problems. Well, they end up going then Barry and Wally to Fallville, where Barry ended up growing up because they ended up hearing, feeling things. And they do go and find that, you know, disintegrated body of the Black Flash. And they go to see what this is. They're looking at it as a crime scene kind of deal as they go through it, but wondering how and why the Black Flash would be dead. And you do get a good setup of this, of the idea, okay, the Black Flash is the one that ends up, you know, killing the Flashes. It ends up the death of Speedsters. How does death get killed? All these things, something that we've been dealing with a little in the regular with run the forever and what we're going. And yeah, well, I'm saying Maybe. we've been dealing with this a bit too with this. <laughs> Whatever that as, nonsense is. Yeah, so as this goes on, what you're really going to have then is Kristina Alexandrova, the uh, Lord Savitar High Ready Priestess. Flash. Yeah, she shows up <laughs> and starts revenge. to... Yeah, and starts to take it out, starts punching. And this is where you have when Barry touches her, when he goes to stop her and eventually grabs her leg. She's going to punch. She's going to kick him, grabs the leg, and she just starts disintegrating. And that's where Wally realizes, holy crap, you are the Black Flash. You're the new Black Flash. He says As he turns into it. His costume turns black. He grows freaking claws. Drawing, you know that—that's the thing. You, you know, you're like, what uh, the I got this heck giant picture on? of the Flash on this wall here. Let's paint that costume black here as Barry turns into the Black it's Flash. It's like, oh my god, it's doing it. <laughs> so I'm like, man, that gorilla, hell of an artist. Powerful. Yeah, he is. He is a hell of an artist. Though I just wonder because it does look like he's drawing him with a missing hand. I see that there's those little, little figures for the figures. <laughs> there's the missing hand. What's going on? But yeah, and it's almost it's like a certain that style. I love too, as he's like, ta-da. <laughs> He's done with that. Everybody's going wild. The crowd goes wild. But yeah, this is a great cliffhanger. 
it ends up where up until this point. It is point, a great cliffhanger, up- but the thing is because I know – I'm telling you, like I said before, I'm relating into this. I don't know if it's because I remember or because it's really up there. I'm like, all right, I saw this coming last issue, but it's cool to see. I'm telling you, the, the, the way it looks, it's awesome. When you get to this point, though, to me, this is where the story starts. Oh, yeah. This me is as well. where it's you're like going to dealing with the Ten the Nights stuff. of the Beast. Exactly. Where when he turns into the Black Flash, oh my God, you're the Black Flash. Now we're going to get, okay, we don't need recap anymore. We don't need to know what <laughs> happened before, Adelaide how you got that. So we don't need that nonsense. <laughs> we're getting into the story now. And because of that, I did like the stuff the, in this issue. All these number twos, for the most part, are like this day with the arcs that we're dealing with. Okay, we had the setup kind of thing, and now it's time to get the business and give you that big old cliffhanger that's going to keep you aboard. This is why I always say, not that these are two-issue or three-issue stories, all of them, but this is why I always say that you need at least three issues oh, to yeah. tell a story because you're going to get that progression. Uh, when we did Convergence this issue. week, yeah, when we did Convergence this week on the Patreon Spotlight, when we did the uh, Green Lantern Parallax, when you only had those two, you're missing something because you don't have like you know that story. play. Yeah, really, or any story because you don't have enough time. But yeah, I like the idea of there were some transition issues and and really, by the end, I was excited, but I'm more excited to read the next issue than I was necessarily excited about what I got in this issue. This cliffhanger's man will get you. And yeah, and that's where it was well done. And it was well set up with the blood. But you're still, you had to deal with things of him being back and getting this with, you know, even yeah. with Fry there, you know, at the house, with Iris's house. All of that really didn't need to happen, but you needed to have well, it. You have to have the constant progression of Barry Allen's story yeah. on top of what the Flash and is so doing. So with that, now we're at the good stuff. Now we're at the you know the meat of the story uh, as we get to that cliffhanger. Uh, I'm giving this a seven point five. I think the art's really I'm good that as well. It gets yeah, you really I, I, excited, and the art's amazing. Yeah. And now I'm excited. Now I'm of all the ones we read this week. This is the one that actually, by the end, I was really excited. This and really spelling out that that new status quo because not only is Barry Allen mother was murdered and stuff like that, his father took the fall and died in prison before he could ever get him out and stuff like that. Before he could get him out, you were laying out a lot of cool stuff here that will affect the Flash later on, whether or not it continues in continuity, like Henry being dead or alive. And that even adds into the idea of trying to stop his mother's murder before it happens. Stuff like that. Flashpoint, baby. Flashpoint stuff. Yeah, it really does uh but uh so we're both in agreement seven five and we go to the next issue which was something that i liked more than you the first issue but sure. we'll see if that continues here what is it green lantern number 49 written by ryan mars with art by fred haynes romeo tagal dennis kramer steve matson and albert de guzman After being refused the power to create his home and the people he loved, Hal Jordan is on a mission back to Oa to not only take the power that he needs, but to shove it up those little blue bastards' asses who have used him for so long. (laughs) Along the way, though, Hal comes into contact with friends from the Green Lantern Corps who have been sent to stop him, and sadly, Hal's madness has taken him too far, and he sweeps through them, taking their rings in the process and augments his own power for his final conflict against the Guardians of the Universe. But the biggest surprise of all is that the Guardians have released Sinestro from his prison to be their champion against Hal Jordan. Yeah. And and so when you get into this, and I was kind of talking to you before we started recording this, is the idea that Hal is going, and I I still love this issue. I still love it a lot, uh, especially how you end it with. You have the whole big change in the character, like where he just becomes deranged by the end of last issue. Here you know you have a firm footing to stand on where you know exactly what he's doing. He's going to Owen. The idea that you have all these people from the Green Lantern Corps, his friends and stuff like that, people he's worked with, and he's just going to use this madness and rip through them, leave them for dead and stuff 
like that to get back to my, yeah, this is, we're moving at a breakneck speed now. It is. And you're going through, you're just ripping through. And I think that back in the day, if you were reading this as it came out, I do think that it would have hit harder. Just the idea oh, of there me. it is. There's Hal Jordan, the greatest lantern of all, my favorite. And he's killing Murdering people. Folks. And you think that he's killing them. You and think that's that the they're thing, dead. For essentially, he is here until they go back, yeah, kind of recon that a little bit. You you can go and assume that that's what he's at least trying to do. That's Even what I if assumed. you retcon it later, it is. It's just like at the end of you know the beast oh, is going to be walled up. It doesn't matter. He's trying. Stasis. Yeah, so we don't have that when this. So I no. think that me knowing, and I didn't read this before. I said that the last time we talked about the first issue, but I knew what was going to happen. I, I knew, was a kid and I was shocked. And I knew what was going to happen. So I wasn't as shocked as it went through this and getting through the deal, but still it, it's huge. And I still, just him just ripping through. And especially when he starts pretty much cutting hands to get that. I mean, he is going <laughs> over his the hand top. Just gets cut off. Yeah, machine, just cutting it ring. off. And I'm not going to give up the ring. You'll have to pry it from my cold dead hand. Okay, slice. And it's done. And, and as you go through, when you finally do get to kill it's you know ramping up and then we get there and the way it's played out where he has all the rings he's attacking even before that you have the guardians reacting and again they're emotionless they're like okay well uh we'll we'll stop this you know he he's not gonna get that emotionless and kind of stupid except for gambit look we got these we got our other little puppets here we're gonna put them in hal's path they'll take care of him but he is the greatest of the green lanterns pshaw and gambit's the one in the background i have set up a bunch of stuff here we need to take care of this whole thing and create our put our legacies into this one final ring and send it out there because this madman is coming to kill us look look we got an ace in the hole remember how we put that you know sinestro's body and and like pretty much just his essence inside the power main power battery this point we're gonna bring that dude back out he could take on and i like the way it plays out though they're they're talking about this and and really this is going to be a quick talk because really it is just how ripping through you know the the green lantern core and every step of the way saying to everyone lair and stuff like that working together just getting torn apart because the thing is as we go along we will have people like tomar too and stuff like that who are close friends of how jordan like Boudicca and stuff like that they are close friends to how jordan have worked alongside him for a long time but like when you have the initial ones like Kihan and Lara and even Jack T. Chance, which was a fan favorite of people back in the day, it was you don't really care too much about you don't them. Care. And, and also Hal. Hal doesn't care, and also they're not that great. You know, you no, have like them Hanu like, and Jack yeah, T. Chance. Like, you, you've he was barely just a little, been there. He was just a little kind of biker guy that would like even Hal throws shit at the idea that he uses he the uses rings to form gun. guns. Yeah. yeah. Like, you're gonna use a gun against me? Yeah, you got a lot like to a learn gun. about. This is slinging. ridiculous. Uh but yeah, Tomar two going down, that's big. And then when you do get the lanterns when they're talking as this is going on, and like I said, they still almost like, eh, he he won't get to us, and then you do see uh <laughs> that he is going to get to them and they come up just with just the idea that we have this how Jordan, who everybody at this point knows is the greatest Green Lantern there is until we have a Kyle Rayner show up and really take the world by storm as far as I'm concerned, but you have the little bastard Guardian sitting here. It's like this. You speak as if 2814 actually poses some threat. I'm like, dude, he has taken out every bad guy that you've ever thrown. Like, you know, the, the universe has been protected in 2814 because of this dude yeah, over he, here. He, there's a reason, like, the Green Lantern, anytime we read it, he is, he's been Ganthet. involved with everything. And then Ganthet says, well, you know, I think that there's something else i have a plan your plan's unthinkable it'll pave the road to ruin he's like we have no other choice we're gonna die guys like we have no other choice and i like the way this plays out because you know i know nothing of the sort i another suggestion then 
and they don't. They don't have any. They they're just counting on somebody's going to stop. How we have a lot of lanterns. He can't get through them all, but he is. He's going through them all. And then he says, "What's your other suggestion?" I, I'm waiting here. We're having a meeting here. That's Anybody so funny else? Too. Because we have all of these lanterns, 3,600 of them and stuff like that going into the entire universe. And I know it takes a while to get to a certain place, but you have to imagine there's a good amount on OA at any given point. But when we have – let me count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight lanterns go up against him at this point for this issue. And that's all we send at his ass until Sinestro at the end. Just eight lanterns. The most that you go at once is two. I mean, really, he gather up the forces here. Call out for all the rest. Go. But that I like this progression. Calling because all lanterns. Calling you have, all lanterns. You have Ganthet who basically says, okay, you don't have any other suggestions. Just shut your damn mouth. All right, let's make it ready. Let's get this going. And then you go to Kilowog. And it almost seems as if that is the big oh, yeah. plan. And that so is the big it, it is point, the idea. Like. Let's get the trainer. Let's get Kilowog. He's the best. And it almost like you can think of the so idea. Is bestie, Adam. And you can uh, think of the idea that is the guy who did train everybody. So he's the best. And the only reason why the others don't want him to do this just yet, because if Kilowog goes down, they're done. That That's what I get. Like, okay, because you're still thinking, why would that pave the road to ruin? Well, this might be the thing that you can make in your mind that if Hal goes that far and ends up killing Kilowog then he he is complete and yeah and then he's completely gone we'll never be able to bring him back and he's there's the next step is him knocking on our door and killing us Uh, but it is a good transition it's so quick that you don't really think about it because you're just there okay let's do that plan Kilowog shows up and he starts you know listen this is the whole deal I was waiting for you know the, the whole deal where you have a trainer a uh, of a sensei go after and like I didn't train you everything like they're gonna fight and then all of a sudden you get that extra but they are fighting and you know Kilowog throughout all of this everybody has been saying the same thing how I love you especially Tomar too and Kilowog oh, yeah. I love you how you're you're one of my best friends I love you but you're my not daddy loved you you're how? not as important as the core. The core is what we are. I always have to defend the core, and that also means defending the until this core comes back. Yeah, and it's the whole deal of you know I have to defend the guardians. How throughout all of this is he's not trying to he's fighting them. He's telling them why he's doing it. The guardians are duping us. They always have their interests. They let everything go on. It's not like he's there really to convince Kilowog come to my side. He's just explaining to himself. That's the thing is he can't this point because he's a raving lunatic oh, he's yeah. just talking about what and, he's and at this owed point, at this point he's got 10 rings i mean he's every finger has a ring on and he's fighting and he says to Kilowog, you know you're gonna die I- i'm gonna kill you i you let me through i'm not gonna do this and the guardians as he then seemingly kills Kilowog, says yeah you know what guardians you're running out of fodder you know you don't have anybody left to send against me i'm coming for you now and then takes off so you think that okay well that's that that was their big plan they are done but then uh-huh. they end up showing up and say listen and it's so funny where there is how he's got pretty much eight rings you know every finger has a ring he's yelling he's gone through everyone and they're like Classic. hey uh 
Yeah, I think you should surrender now. That's their big announcement. How surrender two eight one four surrender for your crimes. You surrender. You, you have to be. I've already joking, faced right? your wind up soldiers, and they couldn't stop me. I'm here for your power, the century central power battery. I'm like, all right, this whole thing too, because sometimes I had no idea what to expect as a kid. The idea of even going inside that was not something I was thinking about. But when we have an entity who comes out, and at this point, this is where Sinestro was, you know, imprisoned at this point, and he is released by the Guardians. And to this day, to this day, though, this whole look of the white hooded, this this whole outfit that Sinestro has is the coolest looking Sinestro oh, I, I love, think we have ever had. I love before he reveals it's Sinestro. I want Sinestro to have this look going forward. And if you want to go with the, like right now, he's pulling out that whole Umbrax ultraviolet spectrum. If you want to replace, you know, the green that is in his uniform here, maybe a little purple, but give him this white robe and hood because he looks amazing. I'm actually very shocked that when, because he ends up and the Guardians say, the power is ours. He says, I. I'm, Hal's yelling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the central battery. I'm here for it. You're not gonna keep it from me. And they say the power is ours to give and take as we please. And then Hal looks so evil, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm not so sure anymore." He's almost like Tom Brady showing the Super Bowl rings. He's like, "Look at me with all these rings." I don't think. And then they say, "People we just look that we have here. Where we have, you know, he's taken out the Green Lanterns. You can. Uh, they did come up with an idea how they survive. But this whole thing, where once you have this look here, where he just looks like." like a classic maniacal supervillain. I'm like, there's no coming back, no matter what happens no, here. and he's done way too much with that. Now they, they try to retcon oh, it and things. I'm but, not so sure yeah. anymore. And he says that. Ooh. I'm like, oh my God, he's insane. And then they say, <laughs> well, we leave us no alternative. And they go. And I actually thought that if this was played just slightly different because when you see somebody coming out of the battery, then you see the badass, the middle panel with that dark and the eyes glowing. So but cool. then the next panel no that you already see, you see that it is Sinestro. You, you kind of get that idea. I wish that that would have been a page turn that you end up just, because Hal reacts then. I wish that we wouldn't have seen that because Hal reacts like, holy crap. Like he never ever would have thought that this could be happening here well, with this all point, this. at this point, too, I think I don't think that Sinestro had a body left, so the idea that he has a body yeah. and can walk out, I don't think... Just once oh, you that, see that deal. pink, you know, in the face, you kind of see it as him, but it is a good little deal where Hal's like, oh my god, and it's like, there. this shows look at how him. desperate... That pink skin point yeah. is and oh handlebar mustache. And then it goes, and you're like, look at that mustache, oh my, and he says... And look, even like when they usually have the John Walters paper-thin mustache when they give Sinestro anymore, this whole hand Bar look looks amazing for him. I'm telling you, everything about Sinestro presented here looks awesome. Yeah, and a, a lot of this being told through Sinestro's whole narration, too, is what ends up, you know, you get and you're like, holy crap, like this is him thinking. So he's there, you know, what's the matter, Hal Jordan? Nothing to say to your old friend, Sinestro. And that's awesome. It's an <laughs> awesome end. It's, it's such a cool looking and cliffhanger. And I'm telling you, it's one of those things where we talked about the idea of the cliffhanger because then you want to see the battle between ha- crazy Hal Jordan and like the, the champion of the Guardians, the evil Sinestro. I'm like, oh my God, everything's reversed right now. You need to see this battle. I love, and, and it is kind of what we get in this whole podcast for, for the most part. These cliffhangers aren't the, hey, Batman's dead. Or, oh, hey, how'd you, you know, you're not going to get the, stu- that's the ones that I tell you. It drives me nuts every time because we know that's not, Superman isn't going to be dead. I like the cliffhanger where you stop and you, not just a surprise, oh, I want to, it's that you want to see the next Shock and all in a little different way. It, it, it's the shock and all, but it's more of the, oh man, it's just getting great. 
That's what I like. That's what I, I like need. going we'll see to what that. happens next. Yes, I like when you get the cliffhanger that you do need, not because, oh, I, w- I want to see what's next, because now we're setting up a whole issue that I want to see. Not the first panel where I go, oh, Superman's not dead. Oh, whoopsie-do. <laughs> I, I figured he wasn't. So, now we have a whole battle ahead yeah, of us. Now Amazing. I'm ready. Like, oh, And that's where you start thinking, like, okay, they're going to fight. Are the Guardians oh, it's time for the main left? event Is now. anybody going to come back then? Because they, they should have called out to the, you know, you want the main event deal just like at the end of you know the whole 10 nights of the beast you're wondering at the end batman seems to have given up what is he gonna do what's the beat you know all these things going on even the black flash deal it's not the idea of oh no somebody's dead or whatever it's oh my god what's gonna happen now that's what i love and this is oh my the, the teen titans are all captured and yeah, handed over to Hive? exactly How's this Dick whole gonna get this? this whole podcast of classic stories is showing you how it grips you each issue and gets better and better and builds that tension and gets you going to that i can't wait to read the next issue and i'm not going until we go and do it because yeah. i'm lazy eric i'll wait I for two weeks but i can't wait it seems great well, you I, don't want to get rid of that enthusiasm right away you want to read it right before so you can feel that going in i do like to do that so i will wait but the idea too and it is the conclusion the next it says no turning back the shocking conclusion so the big number we'll 50. end up getting to that and i want to read it now i'm excited and you have an how issue far here i'm gonna take this now Nonsense. And I, I, there's just oh, some, there's just something with this issue and the way it was written and things where you pretty much just have how ripping through a bunch of but the the tension and everything the leading right up there. that. It, it means a lot if you are a fan of the Green Lantern, especially at this point in time where he is just going through his friends and like this whole thing, but. It's not great compared to the when you see Sinestro at the end. You know this. This is what hypes it all up for you because it's a big long battle. That if you're not really invested in the Green Lanterns or don't know a lot about those characters, and that's me. I it don't know really a lot of you know Tomar two and Kilowog. Yeah. I do know, but seeing him go through, I actually still enjoy it because of the idea that you have to set it up. Got to ramp up the crazy. You, know, you have to ramp up the crazy because you have to get it so that Gant that realizes crazy beats crazy. I'm all about right, look, to got, go crazy. I'm I'm calling you crazy, here. and now I'm going to go one up here, and we're bringing back a Sinestro that was in the back. That's huge. So the big thing of this is you see how That's going the thing. through. I don't even consider that Ganthus' plan. I consider it the rest of the Guardians' plan to use Sinestro. Where he just wants to use their power to make that last ring so he can go and give it to somebody yeah. to keep the Guardians yeah, alive, well, the, still, the Green Lanterns alive. They end up saying all this, and that's you know the ending as he comes off. So I think this is all their deal as it goes. But this is the thing is where the shock and awe is him going through the Lantern Corps it really isn't. The shock and awe is at the end when, when they end up having the use Sinestro. So it's almost like you think these are the big moments, but here's the huge moment that was led to from that. So I loved it. I really did. Uh, and I love the art. I love the way Crazy How oh, I'm just is, not so sure anymore. I really like that. The art's okay. I like, like I said last time we talked about the Green Lantern, that these issues were had to be rushed done yeah, right away. So we have three different good. artists. I think this is one of the least, like the, the least impressive ones there is, even though I think Sinestro looks amazing. I still but like it. I think last issue looked better. Yeah, I still like it. I still like all the art and the big moments, uh, I think, that are well done. And the Kilowog battle is a little off. There's not a lot of backgrounds as I go through. But once you end up space. with Kilowog going down and you have how they're yelling at the battery and stuff, it looks awesome. And then ending with Sinestro looking incredible. Uh, what would you give this? 
I'd end up giving this a 7.3 I'm giving it out an of 10. 8 out of 10. So I'm very positive it's about it. I am all hyped by the end of this whole thing. I'm telling you, the art's still good, even though I think last issue looked better. But, like, the majority of the issue going through and seeing how, like, as a kid, it, it, it really, like, riveted me to see this whole thing of how far, how it's going to take this whole thing. But now it's like, how, how many years removed are we from 1994? Yeah. That it's like, all right. I, I've read this a bunch of times, and this knowing where everything's going to go, it doesn't grab me as much as that. But it's, even now, when I see that Sinestro, I yeah, get excited so because good. I'm like, why doesn't he oh, I'm look fired like that up. now? I'm fired up to read it. Uh, but that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Those are the issues that we talked about. And then again, next week, we will be continuing with the other bunch of issues. We'll be talking about Aquaman, Time and Tide. Because right now, I like this I aspect like this of, the, week of this better. one that we're dealing with. Yeah, exactly. I like for some this reason, we better. thought the other week was going to be more oh, of a powerhouse. I told but you. But for some reason, these ones are grabbing us more. At one point, I said this you know, Wonder Woman, Superman, JLA, Green Arrow, Aquaman, it, it's jam-packed. I said, this oh, that's yeah. going to be the huge one. But for some reason, this week is the one that I really get fired up for. But hopefully it will change and we'll like everything because, like I said, we'll have Aquaman, Time and Tide, number two. We're going to continue so with like the, the Green one. Arrow, Longbow Hunters. We'll have the next issue of JLA, New World Order, Superman, Red Sun, and Wonder Woman, The Circle. So we'll see how so really all like those that. go, too. Yeah, and like I said at the beginning the whole idea of some comics coming back we have to sit and wait everything is a, a wait and see here with what's going on what's going to happen things can change just but like real life. we are going to change or we're not going to change our plan here with these we're going to do all of these we're going to finish each one of these issues but we may end up when we finish one before we said we'd have a new vote for something else to take its place by that point well, we maybe may new be, books will we take may their be getting the new books and if we are getting the new books then we will use those to take those places eventually weaning ourselves into the new comics coming back and things like that but if we if we end up finding out that there's some weeks that we don't have things maybe we'll have votes for one shot issues and things like that we'll we'll figure it out we'll have something each week we're not going to take anything off or whatnot though this month people end up lucking out because this would have been an annuals month i i do believe we would have had at the end of this month an annuals one that would have been a patreon only it feels weird to do it with these books though so we'll, we'll discuss that then well, i think that would be next week anyway or the week after so we'll see what the deal might be but we're gonna go on with how we're doing it so just yeah. as a deal yeah the 29th would have been a, a fifth wednesday so it would have sure been, would that have. been two weeks from now so we'll see what's going on maybe it still will be who knows eric who, who knows? knows but thanks everybody just like us everybody out there's got to wait and see yeah, we don't know what's going on we don't even talk anymore i'm done with you right <laughs> i i barely talk to you when I we're not doing our things no I, I wonder if people think like i bet you jim calls them up on the skype all the time or on the you know the zencaster no that's not happening I, I get weird messages from eric and then i send them back dick pics that's basically our whole relationship right now and that's Most how we like it right that's how we like it. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Mom, another dick pic? Oh, Come on. man. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, I hope that everybody Don't enjoys this as we are, you know, trying to deal with this whole quarantine and stuff. Everybody stay safe. Um, Logan is busy right now making more masks. I think that he thinks he's going to sell them uh, to other people besides Time's the Werners. He's over there. He's making them up as I uh, went between deals. Uh, but thanks, everybody. Again, if you want to go to our site, it is weirdsciencedccomics.com where we are doing a lot of retro reviews, stuff with themes. We ended up having a lot of convergence issues uh, reviewed. Now I am going 
through the rebirth stuff. So if you want to go back to when comics were on a high for us, everybody was sure loving were. life and go and check out. But each day I try to put something up that's new and interesting. We also are on Twitter if you want to talk to us at Weird Science DC. And then we also have a Patreon account where we have a bunch of podcasts each and every day now. And throughout the whole deal, if you're wanting more and sitting around not much to do, we end up having more than 30 other shows each month. So that's something there. A lot of older stuff like this stuff that isn't even comic related right now. I am doing something where on the site we are having a themed month, the Catwoman month and the Black Widow month. And Catwoman, especially since this is the DC side of things, the idea they were going to have a big celebration for this month. It really stinks that they didn't get to do that when it was going to happen, the 80th anniversary. Well, now They'll I get just dress in leather and celebrate myself. That's what I do. I actually dress up like KG Beast and run around and, and make pea soup. That's what I do. And then say, and then have my kids and we reenact the exorcist. That's all I think of pea soup a lot of times. But Me too. Yeah. So everybody, you know, check out all those things. If you want to support We're us, give us some encouragement. That'd be great. Great, Eric. But that's it. What do we say at the end of the podcast? Everyone have a great week. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. Bye-bye.